control Shoveling dirt in every hole Predators to condemn your soul Watching you and watching me We're all connected but separated Misunderstood and so frustrated A million armies of one have invaded Watching you and watching me
The views and opinions expressed by tonight's guest and topic of discussion do not necessarily represent the official policy or position of Spaced Out Radio. Spaced Out Weekend, Spaced Out Radio Limited, its hosts, syndicated carriers, or anyone associated with this broadcast. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this broadcast or podcast without the express written consent of Spaced Out Radio or Spaced Out Radio Limited is strictly prohibited. Listener discretion is advised. Atop the mountains of British Columbia, to you listening around the world, this is Spaced Out Radio with host Dave Scott. You can follow us on our website. SpacedOutRadio.com on iTunes and TuneIn. Follow Dave on Twitter at SpacedOutRadio.com on Facebook at SpacedOutRadioShow or on our YouTube channel SpacedOutRadioShow. Playing with Bigfoot and aliens again. The password is. Okay, seriously, what's with the points? Buckle up, space travelers. It's time to go for a ride on Spaced Out Radio. Mr. Bumblefoot, Dave is ready for liftoff. <laughs> seriously, Dave? Really? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Captain, take your seat on my left. It's time for takeoff. Good evening and welcome to Space Out Radio tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott. It's great to have you all along for the ride wherever you are on this fantastic planet we love to call Earth. 
We are live right here, right now, in Uncle Jimbo's cabin, right here in the Great White North, as we are broadcasting live right here on this Thursday night, early Friday morning, if you're on the East Coast. Let's welcome in everyone listening in at spacedoutradio.com, on Spreaker, on the United Public Radio Network, Renegade Talk Radio, the High Plains Talk Radio Network, and on Revolution Radio as we do this thing every night of the week, rocking in and out of every single show. Thanks to our resident guitar god, Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal, formerly of Guns N' Roses, currently of Art of Anarchy. Yes, Bumblefoot is the official sound of SOR. Also, you can follow us on social media all over the place. We're checking us out on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Give our Facebook page a like, Spaced Out Radio Show. On Instagram, you can follow me at Dave Scott, S-O-R. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spaced Out Radio Show. Tune us in on TuneIn. Download this show and others on iTunes. We're also on TalkStream Live, RadioGuide.fm, and of course our website is SpacedOutRadio.com. Hey, if you want to take part in this show, because we don't take phone calls, so what you need to do is you need to sign into one of the chat rooms, either on Revolution Radio, on Spreaker, on the UPRN chat room, or if you're on Twitter, you can just go to the hashtag Spaced Out Radio and connect with me there. I'll get to your questions and comments, so make sure you are there. And we also have on Facebook the SOR Space Travelers Club. We don't want to forget about our favorite group out there. And as we continue on, If you haven't signed up for the SOR Space Travelers Club yet, I highly suggest you do. It's only five bucks a month. We're going to give you a plethora of features while you're there, including putting your name into a monthly prize draw and so much more. Hey, we're going to give you a hell of a lot more than just access to our archives. While on our website, check out my latest blog, read up on Eric Markham's SOR Spacewire for your latest and weird news, and if you've had an experience you cannot explain, Fill out an SOR Sightlines report. Do it for me. Our researcher, Mike Schmidt, is ready to find out what's going on with you. All your personal information is 100% confidential. We want to welcome in everyone listening in on our latest affiliate, Renegade Talk Radio out of Las Vegas. We are live in the night of Sin City. We also want to thank everyone listening in on the United Public Radio Network, live on 107.7 FM in New Orleans and over 160 countries around the world. Thank you for joining us. And remember, if you're a listener on Revolution Radio, it is the largest Nonprofit online station going right now. Do us a favor, head on over to freedomslips.com and donate today. From the Mandela effect to our own consciousness, there's a whole lot going on in this world that most of us on this planet either do not understand or do not wish to comprehend. The world can be a scary place, and we have the news media to show us what kind of animals some of us really are. From wars to murder to allowing famine and environmental disasters, we as humans really are our own worst enemies. And the question is why? Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we harm one another? You know it. You've asked it. Is it because we're just a relatively young yet advanced species? Where are all these so-called aliens that are so advanced to give us a hand? Where are they to help? Is there truly a Mandela effect going on where our timeline has shifted? Tonight, we're getting into it all. I have no idea where this show is going, 
But Viking has promised me a good live show. So we bring in Viking, along with his friends Jessica Morocco, William Conrad Ziedervelt, and Chris Jacobs. It's going to be interesting indeed. Gentlemen, lady, welcome to Spaced Out Radio for the first time. How are you? I'm doing good, Dave. This is the Viking. I really pre- appreciate jo- joining you tonight with my uh, entourage. Uh, and I'm thankful for you guys taking the time out, my friend, because we got a lot of stuff to cover. And, you know, one of the things that is going on is lately, I'm going to say over the last few years, Viking, there's a number of people who are trying to make sense of what the hell is going on in this world. And some of us are studious about it. Others of us just wonder, while maybe mixing among friends over a beer at the bar or watching the game. And a lot of people now, doesn't matter if you're in a first world country or a third world country, people are freaking out left, right, and center trying to figure out why this is going on. So... Break it down for us, Viking. Why did you start to study all of this? Go back in time for us and tell us your story. Go back in time. Well, uh, okay. Um, I first started uh, unraveling. You know, it, it has to do with, with the association of, of the mind. If you go back to Eastern religions and going back to their meditation and they're trying to focus on reality versus illusions and you know in buddhism i spent 15 months in a vedic monastery back in 1976 when i was 20 and kind of got my first glimpse of really what you know what is the mind because it really it deals with what what it what it has to uh what really it has to do with the association of how the mind processes information because you could be locked into uh, you know these 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 paradigms that we're we're all facing right now, without even knowing it. All, all these paradigms that have been forced upon us through centuries of indoctrination, through through through, through the uh, the original encoding of, of the archons and the reptilians, you know, m- you know, enslaving us in, into this hor- horrific standard of what, what what we call you know our current waking state. But one thing I, that I've come to understand, having been through this uh, classical training of Vedic tradition, is that is that the mind does have a certain element of exposure when, when it comes to rationalizing what really is, is 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 going on, because it really is an investment. And when you look, look if you look at what we're facing here, is are we in the realm of of, of artificial intelligence being what we have been programmed, what we have been force-fed, you, you know, this mind control, you know, as, as, I, said, as I said, going, going back 10,000 years of, 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 of who, we, who, who we are now and, and, and who we truly can ma- ma- manifest in a higher state of reality or a higher state of being. Or, 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 or in a timeline that, that is more congruent to our true nature is, is really where we, we, we have to come to understand is the challenge that's set before us because we're, we are in some form or facet stuck in this, this horrific nightmare. I, I call it waking up every day into a nightmare of, of this mind con- con- control 
of, uh, of just pain and suffering and slavery. We bring in Jessica Morocco now from Wolf Spirit Radio. Oh, oh, your microphone is sounding a little shaky there, man. What's going on, Jess? Oh, that's unfortunate. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. It's been a long time. It sure has. Yeah, we've been on a few shows together. Absolutely. Mainly with Max Steele and Nicole Steele. And with Max, you never know what you're going to get. So this is the first time you and I have had a chance to talk with me captaining the ship. I can tell you there will be no, <laughs> there will be absolutely no gas problems. And because <laughs> if anybody's ever listened to Max Steele's show, you like <laughs> it's a mixed bag, isn't it? <laughs> you know, as God, God is my witness, and I love Max. I think the world of him, but I still have a good laugh every time I'm listening into him, and he decides to to break wind right on the air in the middle of a serious topic. I just don't get it, but Max can pull it off. Anyhow. <laughs> your entertainment i'm sure <laughs> absolutely absolutely so jessica what what got you involved with all of this because you know there's a lot going on in this world and i know you're a very open intuitive person as well when did you start following the timelines when did you start following you know the consciousness in order to try and come up with what is truly happening on this planet right now well, Dave, um, I'm what you call um, an experiencer, and uh, hold on a second. Um, so uh, it started when I was very young that I, I started noticing some anomalies and that I could see through dimensions, and I learned to not mention it to anyone early on <laughs> so I wouldn't be judged and people wouldn't form an opinion about me because no one wants to feel like they're different. But um, I started to recognize that, that I was having uh, these specific abilities and, and uh, you know, that I needed to um, figure out what they were. It brought me on a journey. And I had no idea that I was going to end up doing readings for people. Uh, I never thought I'd be on the radio. But I found that the more I talked about these things, other people also had similar situations very, and, and different variations of it. And, uh, you know, after a while, you know, you find out that you're, you're getting all of these answers from each other. You know, everyone has a little piece of the puzzle. So, uh, you know, I end up on Wolf Spirit Radio. I had already been on radio prior to that. I've been on a few other stations. And I actually worked in the paranormal, as, as you have, and was doing, people had asked me to do all sorts of different things. I was a medium for um, one of the, a, a very well-known haunted place called the Haunted Victorian in, in Gardner, Massachusetts. And, you know, just doing whatever work that was available and, and different ways that I could help out. But um, as, as you start getting around these circles, things become more complex and you realize that there's a bigger spectrum of issues that, that need to be addressed. And one of them is, of course, the Mandela effect. And, and the Mandela effect is, is a converging of, of the timelines. And so you have all of these different parallels that are occurring. And when they, they come together, um, you're seeing these little strange overlays or this, it's like a hiccup that's occurring. I mean, this, this is my interpretation of how, how it's uh, laid out. But, 
you know, we had a, a tear in our timeline at one point. And some people attribute it to uh, some of the experimentation of, of uh, the Nazis. And uh, when they, they, they tore through our, our time-space uh, reality and, and then brought in other anomalies. And that could also be a contributor. I don't know. I don't know if anyone really knows 100% for sure what the cause of this is. But it's, it's an interesting topic. And I think with everyone discussing it tonight, maybe we can find some, uh, some ideas that could lead up to an actual cause. So just like anything, if you, as you know, to investigate, when you are investigating a haunted place or you're trying to figure something out, you try to find, you know, consistencies and then be, find different ways to measure it. Some of the stuff just can't be measured unless we had a scientist to validate, you know, how these things work. But it's really, it's, it's a little tricky, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely it is. And I want to introduce Craig Jake, or Chris Jacobs now. Apologize for that, Chris. Good to have you on Spaced Out Radio for the first time tonight. When you started delving into the whole consciousness and and what is actually happening behind the scenes of what regular everyday life is like, were you surprised what you found? Oh, yes. I was actually very surprised. Um, when I first started seeing things, I was actually a small child. Uh, I was five when I started having dreams of uh, other beings that were trying to come in contact with me. There was uh, there were beings that uh, from when I was a little child in Chicago. You know, we lived near the L tracks and uh, the L train tracks, and I had a dream of some beings that were all, all in white that were trying to uh, make contact uh, with me. At the time, they had different colored eyes, but they were of a higher vibration, and they were they were basically uh, trying to form a contact then. But then as time, time went on, you know, I was starting to see people that had died, starting to have contact with other beings saying that they were, um, they were different races from uh, different dimensional planes, stuff like that. Uh, some looked like animals, other ones looked like people. Um, uh, then, I, like I said, I would come in contact with people that had passed on. That was the prevalent one for a, a little while. Uh, but then as I went into a teenager, I started uh, my guide, Simeon, who's a Nordic Pleiadian. He uh, uh, began to show me more and more as time went on, you know, in digestible uh, chunks of information. And for a while, I thought he was like a, an energy being, energy variety being. But uh, then eventually he revealed to me that he was a, a Nordic uh, Pleiadian, blonde hair, blue eyed, uh, eight, nine feet tall, uh, and he's actually in a spaceship that's above the northern pole at the moment. And then he, he revealed to me what was actually going on, what things were being misinterpreted, what things were uh, being exaggerated, not uh, told enough. Uh, you know, my guides, uh, you know, I've been, I've been talking to a variety of different beings that have guided me. Some are just opinionated while other ones are, uh, are uh, you know, actually on target. I was actually in the paranormal field for a while uh, i still am you know i went with a paranormal team that called sage that i uh, helped found and we went to some of the historical sites and in a lot of my old sage recordings you'll hear references to the archons you'll hear references to the grays uh pleiadians uh 
all the alien races. I believe uh, some of the ghost uh, experiences people have are alien in nature, even Sasquatch in nature. I came to find out that uh, the Sasquatch beings are uh, can some of them can morph back and forth between matter and energy, and so, and some of them are in a different density frequency. So when um, people say they're having a ghost or something in their house, uh, usually people uh, equate this to words like ghost, demon, um, specter, because they don't know there's certain words that, that are just flow around a little too often, like demon. You know, people see something strange in their house, like a, a, what they perceive as a shadow, and they automatically think evil. And, uh, you know, we used to go to places to tell people, like, no, there's more to it than just angel, demon, ghost, spirit. And uh, some people got it, some people didn't. Uh, uh, and so I wanted to, uh, first I was all about proof, trying to prove it to people, trying to prove this, prove that, prove this. And uh, for a while, um, also in the UFO circles, I wanted to uh, have disclosure out there. I was uh, I was uh, this like um, activist in, in that area quite a bit. Uh, I had a nickname in some circles, which was uh, Mr. Disclosure. And after a while, I gave up on that because you know well you know it wasn't getting anywhere it was because people perceived me as jamming it down their throat so what i uh did was i changed it a little bit when i quit looking for proof and when i quit trying to show people proof that and when i was just authentic uh proof the proof showed up automatically um i've i've done readings on people that were hardened skeptics and I used to not traver- uh, converse with uh, with the hardened skeptical crowd, but when I there was this one person I met that I did a reading on, that he even admitted to me afterwards that he was just testing me to see what my ability range was. He was testing all medium psychics and whatnot, and I didn't know this. I just did his reading, and I hit on several points that um, that proved it to him. And from that point on, him and I have been friends ever since. And I normally wouldn't even have traversed with the uh, with the the skeptical crowd, but uh, he uh, I won him over because uh, I didn't care whether I proved it to him or not. And then and then he thought that was commendable in some way. But yeah, now he's helped me out on my uh, YouTube channel quite a bit. He's helped me out investigating things, doing interviews, and and whatnot since then. But I've, I've done a variety of reads. I've, uh, um, I, I can't really say I've done healings per se. I feel the person's healed themselves more. But I've done, I've removed attachments from people. I've, uh, uh, like possessions and the like. I've seen uh, uh, energy implants in people, physical implants in people that I've managed to uh, remove. Uh, what I do is I just cancel out the energy signature and it shuts off. Uh, and, you know, I've managed to get people's chakras working correctly again and whatnot. The, I could go on and on, but uh, I know we're on a time limit here. But uh, uh, that's pretty much uh, me in a nutshell at the moment. I have a quick question for you from Eric at hashtag Spaced Out Radio on Twitter. And he is asking, please tell the story of the Bigfoot you saw morph into something else. And I'm going to preface that by saying I am... One of a who is one of many who are firm believers that I do not believe that Bigfoot is a creature. I'm not going to say he's not from this planet. I refuse to go that far. But I believe it's a creature of some sort of supernatural ability. I've seen pixelation. Okay, mm-hmm. and shortly after I saw the pixelation, I have heard the roar 
I've also come in face-to-face with two Bigfoot. So I am a believer in Sasquatch. But I would like to hear this story as well on what you saw it morph into. Well, this is this is uh, very interesting, and I do have some of this on camera. This is right here in the house with my my significant other, uh, Joanna. We were here in her house late night, and you know, I uh, I started seeing little flashes of light out of the out of the corner of my uh, eyes, and I, I just knew to grab my phone and just start recording video because this phone of mine actually always seems to pick up things. Uh, so I just, I just, uh, turned it on and I saw come into the room, you know, a, a, a transparent Sasquatch. He was, tra- he was about, he was up to the, the, the ceiling Eve, which is about, I would have to say nine feet. And he, uh, he came walking in. I could see his face, his upper part of his head, and I could see his his shoulders and then his hands. I couldn't completely see his lower extremities, but I could see the upper portion pretty well. Um, I would say if, uh, the percentage visible, he was probably about 10-15% visible. And he, uh, uh, he was a type of Sasquatch that I tried doing telepathy with him, and he wasn't as good with it as he was uh, some of the others I've encountered. Uh, I was told some of them lack certain abilities, while other ones are better at certain abilities, kind of like how we are. Well, uh, he revealed to me that uh, that his kind have the ability to go back and forth between like an like a like an energy orb type form into how we know Bigfoot to be. And uh, I, I asked him, you know, I have a statue sitting here. Uh, with me that's a uh that's a bigfoot statue and i said well does, does this resemble your kind accurately they said only when they're in their physical form and he he communicated mainly in in sign but and he had some broken words there i could hear him audibly and he uh uh he revealed to me his name was falling water and that he uh, uh he was coming to help protect us from alien intrusions that he said the one uh, from the ones that invade our sleep and i said okay and i said well thank you very much falling water you know it's much appreciated and uh then he i asked him about the matter energy conversion you know between them and uh, he said any uh virtually uh all orbs people see are some elemental being to some degree you know, like fairies, like um, some Sasquatch beings. I said, well, the orbs that were appearing on the camera at the time, I said, are these actual Sasquatch consciousnesses? And he said, yes. Well, uh, I said, well, can you basically, can you show me? And he did. I, be- I pretty much saw him turning into an orb, and that's how he exited. He said goodbye, and then he uh, he took off. And uh, that's where I saw one turn into an orb. Now, I've seen him actually physically in, uh, completely in person as well when I was in Arizona in the Prescott area in the Thumb Butte area. We went up the, the mountain. It's near Granite Mountain. It's the one next to Granite Mountain. And we went up into the wooded area, and I was leaving gifts for the, to the Sasquatch people. 
And I and then I always know when they're they're there. There's a particular one that I came in contact with there. He called himself Sufas. And Sufas was kind of a tough cookie when it came to uh nature's balance. You know, he didn't want things taken nor brought in to what he considered a safe zone. And he asked that if I leave gifts that have no expectation of return. I said, yeah, that was what I was going to do anyway. I left some stones. I left uh, left them in geometric shapes and such. And I, I walked away. Well, I got this telepathic signal from him saying it was okay for me to pull my camera out for a short period of time. And I said, okay. And I said, uh, are you limiting me on how many pictures? He said, yes, take only a few. And I said, I've, I clicked the button a few times. And he said, that's it. Put it away. And don't turn it back on. And I said, okay. And I put it I put it down. And we climbed in the car and started driving away. And as soon as I put the camera down, had it away from my hands, that's when I saw he, he himself sitting in a tree about half a block's worth away, waving at me. And because uh, he didn't want his picture taken, that's why he told me to put it down. But he honored me by showing himself to me. And then I honored him by not picking the uh, the camera phone back up. He was very finicky about having his picture taken. So it was it was an honor enough to actually see him in person. And, I, and that was uh, my, my uh, mother and my stepfather at the time that were with me. They did not see him. They were they were looking straight ahead. I was looking out the the car window on the side, and I saw him up in a tree waving at me. And for me, that was actually good enough. I didn't require a picture, but when I got home, I looked through the pictures that that they allowed me to take, and in three those three shots, there were actually three frames of a Sasquatch in the in the uh, on the left hand side of all of them. You know, like say if you took a picture of a person. And you hit the button three times and you just get them moving their head or something like that. That's pretty much what it was. I took the best of the three and posted it to my Facebook uh, a little bit later. I asked them if it was okay if I could do that. And they said, yes, of course. That's why they gave it to me. But that was another thing that uh, they allowed me to do. It wasn't Sufas himself. It was one of the others that was had been around him. But I did not see him. I was standing right there, did not see that one with my physical eyes. And I was told that one was uh, just out of my visual uh, acuity wavelength, but uh, it was not out of the camera's visual wavelength. So it picked that up, and that was another gift they gave back to me. And they said it was because I did not expect anything in return. They felt that was a big honor to them. I, I honored them by not expecting anything back like some humans do so they gave me that in return thank you for sharing that with us i want to introduce william conrad ziderveld here to spaced out radio william welcome to the show how are you i'm doing great thank you very much my history is i i started um, chanting for world peace in 1974 and 43 years later in we're in 2017 Hundreds of thousands of people have this conflicting memory that we were calling the Mandela effect. And um, this has been said to be caused by tweaking, which I would agree with, 
and they've mistakenly said that this is an advanced future race. And while that's true, it's not as correct. The word I would use that's closest to what it is, the, how it's happening, is a committee of people. And um, most people have heard of um, going out of body, people that have like a, a medical uh, operation and they, they go out of their body. I first went out of, out of body when I was in an automobile accident and I was knocked out and I went out of my body. And um, a person that does this, we're, all of us are multidimensional beings. So what this means is when you go out of body, instead of like, I don't know, going to Paris and seeing what's happening, if you do it with the idea that you want to find out what's going on with the hundreds of thousands of people that are uh, having a, having different conflicting memories of uh, this Mandela effect, what you find out is that you you are a person, another part of your dimensional being, not the part that's in your body here in this reality, but another part of you is on this committee, or could be, and the committee is time traveling, and they're changing their past in order to make a better, better present. Well, the present for them is our future, but out of, out of body, there isn't time. There isn't, we, we experience linear time. Whenever we do that going out of body, we automatically snap back into this reality when we come back. However, this is an illusion in a way, is a way of explaining it. So what's happening with the, we, in 2016, we went through a whole year of learning, of discerning what we don't want by what was happening. 2017, we're in a, a year-long process that will go all the way to December 17th of waking up to the change that we're going through. And this is a change and it's an advancement, you could call it advancement of our society to where we will no longer keep creating war or we will be more allowing of other people to express their opinion and it, that being okay. You don't have to agree with somebody, but it's nice if you can have a conversation and, and understand their time point. So what's happening is as a society, as a total conscious awareness on this planet, we are changing our timeline. We are the committee along with the other groups of people, whether you call them ETs or inner earth people. There's lots of people, including we, the people on the planet, that really are this committee that we're changing the timelines ourselves. And the Hopi famously said that we are the ones we've been waiting for. What they mean by that is we are the ones that are changing our timeline into a more positive future. And that's what the Mandala effect is in a short nutshell. Thank you for breaking that down. We bring Viking back in here because now that we've got the introductions out of the way of absolutely everyone and a great Bigfoot story by Chris. Viking, I'm, I'm curious about your understanding and reasoning of what the Mandela effect is and how it's affecting everyone in their daily lives, even if they don't know about it. Well... We have to understand that that the way we project 
and experience and express ourselves in our current timeline, however it may be infused. Again, you know, it's where you put your attention. It's where you it's where you invest yourself. So, so in other words, it's where if if you are if you are expressing your, your, your yourself in a in a timeline of of um, of this mind control of pain and suffering, and you bought into the slavery, and you bought into into these 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 agents. They're, all these expressions are agents of contrast. See, we we gain a sense of reality through the contrast of life, the yin and the yang. You know, we're, we're given these dimensions to to be, be able to experience what is right and what is wrong. You know, you got the angel on one side and the and the devil on the other, and they're constantly feeding information. It's how you choose. It's how you d- discern yourself as a conscious being on this planet, right? So, and we have four basic what's called multiverses that we express ourselves selves in. We we have the physical plane of reality where we we act out, you know, all of our conscious awareness. You know, we jump in the car, we go to work. You know, we, we you know, we 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 turn on the the uh, the uh, ice hockey game, and we, we 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 sit down with our buddies. However, you express yourself physically, you know, engaging with uh, you know different components, which allows for this, this hologram or reality. And then we have you know, and and that filters through. Our emotional subtle bodies, which gives gives us excitement, it gives it gives us inspiration, it gives us it gives us uh, you know the flight or fright, it gives us fear. But but without fear, how would we know courage? You know how how would we how, how would we be able to express ourselves with strength without with, with, without um, um, insecurity? How would we come into no confidence? You know with, without you know. Judgment. How, how 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 would we learn acceptance? So these are all fields of change, you know. And and, and it's, it's which side of the road are you on? You know, are you are you bought into to these? You know, the the contrast so deeply that that you, your life is manifesting this this horrific, you know, syndrome that we have been conditioned with of of pain and suffering and and insecurity and and, and poverty. And are are you locked into this game of 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 just being trying to survive? In, you know, from the, from not only in our in, in our conscious structure, but 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 in our social structure, you know, our emotional structure. You know, we've all been you know so conditioned with with all of these reactions that that we all have what's what's, what's called a, a cocktail of PTSD that causes us to to react and this is the challenge you know do we react which constantly perpetuates you know reaction it, it, it perpetuates the hologram of, of, of where you invest you are invested in you know a lot of it is is, is, is lineage a lot of it we've we've picked up you know the baton of our parents pain and suffering we've we've, we've picked up the baton of these cultural timelines of depression, uh, of um, it could be uh, the, the Holocaust, it could be just rep- rep- repression or oppression of t- different states of of, uh, of economic growth, you know, or 
you know, equality, you know, it, 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 they're basically are still residues that, that we are dealing with, you know, that, that we're isolating. And when you talk about the ascension process here, we, which we are definitely immersed in, we're, talk, we're, talk, we're talking about awakening. You know, it, this is a, a resolution of the residue that keeps us entangled, that keeps us, you know, perpetuating these, these syndromes into what's called a causal loop. You, you, you know, we never break free. We're, we're in this eddy, just spinning around and around and around. And in the Vedic tradition, it's called the Sea of Samsara. You're going up and down and up and down. You can't break free. So what's, so what's, what is the answer here? Well, that is exactly what, as, as Conrad had pointed out, these little bits of information that if you start to understand that we are being downloaded uh, you know, from our higher awareness and higher consciousness through our intuition, through our creative aspiration, these little bits of information that will help us tether to a, a new form of reality which creates a quantum shift of timelines. Now, understanding that in this programming, it goes back to our DNA. Because everything that you are invested in is programmed in ones and zeros in your DNA structure. They talk about us having a DNA of 6% and the rest is junk. Well, it's the opposite. We have, we have this vital DNA strand that is, is, is awakening. And by eliminating these concepts that are keeping you into integral in this confinement of, of, of this time-space duality, by investing in these concepts, you literally are confining yourself and restricting yourself in this junk DNA, which, which is programming you. So as you awaken, you start to strip away this junk DNA and it awakens up to your truer, higher sense of being. And this is what we call res resolution. And, and, and so the way timelines are created is if you've got enough people out there that are resonating ones and zeros, that they're codexed with pain and suffering, and they're codexed with the depression, or they're codexed with, this, with um, you know, uh, the, the, the fear of, um, of nuclear war, then, then you get enough people that have that, that, that signature resonance in your DNA, and that will create a timeline of that reality. But a lot of people a lot of people viking will will say and a lot of professionals will say that's just paranoia in people if they are trying to move everything onto a a physical fear of what is happening on this timeline right now and trying to switch it to another one. A lot of people may not buy what you are saying. We're not switching. We're not switch, switch, switching any timelines here. We we are clarifying our our conscious awareness because it, it basically it comes down to you know our our current timeline is reflecting the summation of, of humanity on this planet. You know, it's, there are pockets and densities where there is rape and pillage, and there's. And, and there's slavery, and, and, and there's drought, and, and, there's, and, and there's nuclear pr proliferation, all these pockets of density is what's creating our timeline. Now, we're not switching timelines. We're actually trying to move ourselves into a, to a, to a greater and higher sense of, of our creative will and the expression of life. 
you know, it's called, it's, this is, this is, this is what, you know, like Jesse to speak on this, but, but, but this is how we can, you know, coalesce in, in, in an emergence of, of, of a new faculty of, of defining who we are in love and light, love being expression of our passion, you know, uh, uh, light be, being an understanding that we can express ourselves and join together in a new paradigm of, of peace and, har and harmony, reflecting, you know, a, a paradigm on this planet that, that, that can flourish in, in absolute amazing uh, technologies, um, you know, so social status, and, and just a paradigm of peace and harmony. But it, but it is about uniting conscious awareness. You're not shifting a timeline. You're quantum jumping from 3D paradigm of pain and su suffering, transiting through 4D density into this 5D state of reality. It is a quantum shift. Okay, Jessica, bring you in here now. When you see the way society is now with the way people react, I mean, let's face it, we're all smarter because the technology helps us get smarter. However, we're all dumbed down because we've become so reliant on the technology that we're starting even more and more. And I watch my children and watch how they react. We're starting to lose that human interaction that is almost verbatim from the old book, 1984. That's right. I agree with that. Um, I, I believe that we were designed, um, you know, Viking was talking about the junk DNA. I, I don't believe it was junk DNA. I believe it actually had value. And uh, it was it was our uh, our strands that were altered, that, that limited our abilities to access um, a higher range of intelligence. But by disassociating ourselves socially, which is, kind of the core of our, our who we are as a human uh, human race and, and our human expression, it even further limits some of uh, the articulation and thought processes that I think occur through those interactions. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's separating us and, and setting us apart. But I believe, I'm a strong believer is that every person, every human being on this earth was designed to telepathically communicate. And there's levels of intuition that are innate that we all have within ourselves. And if you look at the animal kingdom, they're, they're well aware of a storm coming and some other things happening around them. And, you know, humans will sit there and they'll look at the animals and say, oh, something must be going on because the animals are aware of it, but we're not. But I believe we were designed to be aware of it. And I lived in the Midwest for a short period of time. And if you're around farmers, they can sense and know direction. They can be in any location and tell you north, south, east, and west. They can feel it. They can also tell you what, what's coming in the weather. And, and the native cultures have also been able to do this. What, what have we lost here is that we've taken that part of our brain and said that, you know, that's fantasy that's that's not exercising something that is working for our benefit and let's let's kind of um you know mute that and focus on having something else tell us how to think and it took us away from being you know in that sovereign state of a free moral agent 
and, uh, you know, making our own decisions to becoming reliant on what's going on and how we're being taught and taught how to think, you know, by some of the constructs that are already in place, whether it's the educational system, uh, the media, uh, even even some of these games that are sold uh, for children, there's all these different types of modeling in ways that they're kind of segmenting, separating, and actually training in a certain way beyond how we thought um, it's being done. So as as a parent, I'm a parent. I know that you're a parent, and um, many of us here are, are parents as well. And so we're thinking, well, you know, we're going to help our children and then our children want something and then, well, they don't want to be left out. So we're going to get them, you know, those video games and other things. But if you're really watching and seeing what's going on, there is this independent programming that's that's kind of running through it, whether it's uh, training for uh, some kind of military action or, you know, this, I, I can go on and on about this. And I don't know if you want me to go into that direction, but um uh, it is it is something that we should be concerned about. And we also, because we've gone in that direction, we need to bring ourselves back and, and help us to be realigned with um, our inner intuition and knowledge. Our inner intuition can um, pre- prevent us from getting in um, difficult situations. I know I've been prevented from going into accidents. And I was actually in an accident one time. I actually... Um, heard a voice that told me not to back up, and I turned around. There was no one in the in the car with me, and I didn't listen. And I pulled out, and I was on my side of the road, and a vehicle was coming down the street, and they lost their brakes, and hit me. And so, that you know, it's that kind of thing, and that's happened more than once to me. And I know that other people have access to that information, and that it can save you. It can help and protect you. And whether it's a voice on the outside or just an inside knowing, an intuition, or, you know, if people say that your hair and on, on your arms stand up or there's something, people need to be grasping that. It's, it's, it's part of our survival. It's part of our essential um, means of surviving. And also our intu- intuition helps us to read body language, to know what's going on, and better have a scope of what's happening ar- around our world. And, and knowing what's true and not true as well. Jessica, I can understand that point, and I think all of us can. But the fact is, for everybody to to take a, a large step back, or in this case, the way society is now, probably a hundred step back, steps back to try and get in touch with what worked for our grandparents, our great-grandparents. The way society is now, being a 24-hour society where we don't take breaks, we don't take time for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Most people do not have time to try and look back. They're just trying to survive because they have to work. They have to eat. They have to, you know, stay in shape because society says so. They have to uh, have a social life. They have to be into a hobby. Okay. They barely have enough time to breathe, let alone sleep. So to all of a sudden try and regress everybody. It's not. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is, is five to 10 minutes per day of meditation 
will not only help you to become more intu- intuitive, but it also p- could potentially save your life physically because you're breathing. You're learning to relax. You're de-stressing. There's so many different benefits to this that will actually, you know, people actually look younger. They look healthier. They can think clearer. You could perform better. Yeah, but that's, and and I'm not trying to be controversial with you, my dear, but that's the same thing I hear from vegans. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not proponing proposing, uh, the lifestyle of, I mean, that's, that's a choice if someone wants to eat that way. And it can be healthier, and there's, you do have to take care of your body. I mean, everyone knows this. Um, but I'm just saying that we are in a very high-stress society. I live near a city. I grew up near a city. And I have found that everything changed when I was able to, even if it's five minutes, sitting down, breathing, allowing yourself to breathe, taking in that oxygen that you need, and uh, helping yourself think more clearly to make the correct decisions that you need to do. Meanwhile, you increase your intuition. I'm not saying get rid of the technology because the technology that we have to learn to multitask, we have to learn to move into the future, but we have to do it with a, with a stable and level head. And, and we have to do it with a sound mind and body because being out of balance, the technology is only furthering you know, another problem. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I understand what you're saying. But but the whole point is, I guess where I'm having a problem, and, and Chris, I'm going to bring you in here because you've kind of been sitting quiet for a while, and we got about four minutes until we go to break here. When I look at this topic, and I think I'm a pretty open guy. I'm an experiencer. I'm a journalist. I'm someone who has vehicle payments, mortgage payments. I have a wife, three kids, two dogs, one cat. And I use a Uniball 207 pen when I am writing. So I got a lot of stuff going on here as we go on. When I look at my day, my day will start at 6.55 a.m. when my alarm goes off. It will end at approximately 12.15, 12.20 a.m. That's a long day. I realize I put in more than a lot of other people. But what I am trying to say here, and the point that I'm trying to get at is... A lot of people, Chris, don't have time in the day to take that five minutes for themselves, to look inside themselves, to take everything that's gone on that day and just give themselves a flush, whether it's meditation, whether it's looking deep into their own consciousness. How do people in today's society, Chris, find that time? Well, you know, I, you know I've noticed that you know, for, well, this was for me. Uh, before, you know, when I was caught up in that whole um, daily grind, so to speak, this was before my accident in 2009. Um, I was caught up in the whole distraction energy that the uh, the bad guys were putting out there. I was caught up in the uh, the whole uh, work work day where I had no time in my day to do anything. But even before I was hurt, I knew enough to where I had to have at least a minute or two while, even while I was working, you know, I was working at a Walmart for God's sakes. You know, I was a cashier and a cart pusher at Walmart. I was still able to at least think of things while I was doing my job. You know, there were instances where there were no uh, customers or there were instances where I was outside 
and I was able to uh, uh, look in and and find answers of my own. But there was still a part of me that still had that stigma of fear, like, oh, okay, you know, I uh, I can't lose my uh, job here because, you know, if I do, I won't be able to pay this and da 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 you know, that whole domino effect. And what took place was in 2009, I uh, got hit by a car. You know, I was pedestrian. Guy talking on the cell phone while, while driving. Well, uh, I got hurt put in the hospital for a month and then ended up that's what booted me out of the situation I was in. I was in this weird repetitive loop, even though I was taking time out of my day to do that. Well, uh, afterwards I noticed there was this boost in my capabilities, you know, in my, uh, in my uh, ability to do my work, inner work and everything, because during that time I actually had had a near death experience and I was actually, legally dead for almost an hour and no ill effects had taken place afterwards except for the physical damage that I had and there were no mental damage at all in fact there was that increase well uh, as time went on I was able to see more clearly how people could integrate these things into their their life people have become so busy so um, ingrained into this daily routine that they don't know that they can do it even in a nanosecond. They can take a, a second to put themselves in a zero thought point, I call it. And you don't need to be meditating on a mountain to pull this off. This could be put, pulled off right in the middle of a city, in the middle of an apartment, in the middle of doing your daily routine uh, where you are literally putting your thoughts uh, into the current moment. You're not going, well, I'm going to worry about this and worry about this and worry about this and worry about this, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. True. You're right in the current moment. And mm-hmm. that's that's how I began to accomplish these things, and, I, and I, that's part of the message that I pass on to people. This is possible even amidst the chaos. Excellent answer. Thank you, Chris. And I'm going to get everyone to hold on here for just a couple of minutes because we are going to go to our first break of the night. Interesting conversation. Consciousness. Mandela effect. Hell, let's throw in a little bit of aliens later on because you know me. I love my aliens around here and my Bigfoot too. And Chris already gave me my Bigfoot fix. I appreciate that, Chris. Thank you very much on that. You're listening to Space Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott. More with Viking, Jessica, Chris, and William, and yours truly, right after this. From coast to coast to coast, Blacklight Uncharted is taking on the paranormal across Canada. From ghostly hauntings to the UFOs flying above in conjunction with MUFON Canada, they're closely investigating what's going on in the northern skies and checking out the apparitions that walk among us. Check out our videos right here at spacedoutradio.com. We want to know your thoughts, we want to hear your experiences, and we want you to share your stories. The answers are out there, and we intend to find them. Would you like to become one of our space travelers? All you have to do is click on the space travelers icon at spacedoutradio.com. For only $5 a month, you can get access to some great prizes, as well as private monthly shows, newsletters, and a members-only section on our website. Become a space traveler today. Looking for news beyond the mainstream news? Head to spacedoutradio.com and check out the SOR Spacewire. This is Spaced Out Radio's Eric Markham, news director for the SOR Spacewire. 
daily, I will bring you intriguing stories and outlandish reports from what's going on around the world. UFO sightings, paranormal activity, conspiracies, alternative health, and so much more. And if you have news, email me at news at spaceoutradio.com. Have you had an experience you can't explain? Had a run-in with ghosts, maybe Bigfoot, or seen lights in the sky? Hi, I'm Mike Schmidt from the SOR Sightlines. I'm here to investigate your sighting. Head to spacedoutradio.com and fill out a report on the sightlines. All your information is 100% confidential, and I will help you figure out what you've been seeing. File your report, and let's find out the answers together. Visit purpleplates.com today. For over 40 years, the Purple Energy Plates have been delivering amazing results for their many customers. Inspired by the great genius Nikola Tesla, the harmony, healing, and energetic effects of the plates have proven over and over to be beneficial and often miraculous to thousands of customers. With their money-back guarantee and the many benefits, how can you afford not to get one? Check their site for daily specials and choose from their many energy products. You won't be sorry. Visit them today at purpleplates.com for mind, body, and spirit, and expect a miracle. Are you interested in advertising on Spaced Out Radio? Head to our website at spacedoutradio.com and click on our advertising tab. There, you will find an assortment of ways you can get your product out there with us, from radio commercials to banners and social media, have a product you like our hosts to endorse? We can do that too. Visit spacedoutradio.com for more details. Have you got your Cosmic Passport? If you need one, tune in to Cosmic Passport on Spaced Out Weekend. This is Elizabeth Anglin, ET experiencer, spirit medium, and host of Cosmic Passport. Each weekend, I'll be bringing you interviews and support from other paranormal experiencers and the best in intuitive spiritual guidance from across the globe. It's all happening starting at 9 p.m. Pacific Time, midnight Eastern, on spacedoutradio.com. From British Columbia to Northern California, Pacific North Weird has Cascadia covered. Check out our feature videos at spacedoutradio.com, where I, Vincent Zunza, and my super sleuth partner, Alexandra Sullivan, track down the weird and strange stories from around the Pacific Northwest from Bigfoot to Mel's Hole, and everything in between. This is what makes life exciting. So why report the normal when we can report the Pacific North Weird? Right here at spacedoutradio.com. Oh, there's only one way to rock. Loud and proud. In high definition, Radio 702 Rocks, Las Vegas. Every Saturday and Sunday night, as Dave Scott wanders aimlessly in the wilderness, you can come hang out with me, James Tyson, and Spaced Out Weekend. Starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, I'll take you along as we talk with some of the best experts in their fields. SpacedOutRadio.com is the place to find us, so sit down, relax, put your feet up, enjoy the topics like the paranormal, supernatural, intuitiveness, and so much more. Hope to see you there. Don't have time to listen to Spaced Out Radio Live? Wherever you are, the car, the office, the shower, or even if you're traveling, we're right here for you. Each Spaced Out Radio show can be found on iTunes, TuneIn, and on our YouTube channel, Spaced Out Radio Show. It's the perfect way for you to catch up on our shows. 
For more information, just head over to our website, spacedoutradio.com, and tune in to us today. The views and opinions expressed by tonight's guest and topic of discussion do not necessarily represent the official policy or position of Spaced Out Radio. Spaced Out Weekend, Spaced Out Radio Limited, its hosts, syndicated carriers, or anyone associated with this broadcast. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. And hit us up on Twitter using the hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Welcome back to hour number two of Space Out Radio tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott. Good to have you with us. Tomorrow night, we round out the week talking cryptids. Doug Ward is going to join us talking Bigfoot, Dogman, anything strange that is roaming around the woods and waters of the American South. It's going to be a lot of fun starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern time at spaceoutradio.com. We want to welcome in everyone listening in on the United Public Radio Network, live on 107.7 FM in New Orleans and over 160 countries around the world. Thank you for being part of this show. We are also live in Las Vegas on Renegade Talk Radio. Yes, Sin City, we are your nighttime evening show of the strange and the obtuse. And if you're listening in on Revolution Radio, remember the Double R Machine is a donation station financed by you, the valued listener. Head on over to freedomslips.com and donate today. Bill Cardwell has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Kakorophobia. Kakorophobia is your password. So use it wisely, space travelers. And if you're scoring on Scrabble, that's worth a few points as well. Bill sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. If you want to follow us on social media, you can go on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Give me a follow. You can also use the hashtag Spaced Out Radio. I will get to your questions and comments in there live as the show is going on. Give our Facebook page a like, Spaced Out Radio Show. Tune us in on TuneIn, download this show and others on iTunes, and of course our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you, including joining the SOR Space Travelers Club for just five bucks a month. Tonight we are talking consciousness, the Mandela Effect, timelines, a lot of interesting storylines around Spaced Out Radio tonight. We welcome back Viking Jessica Morocco, Chris Jacobs, and Conrad Zeidervelt. Welcome, everyone, to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us on tonight. I just want to, I just want to say that that both uh, all, all, all of us here, Jessica, Christopher, and Conrad, we're what's known as the uh, Galactic Interstellar Council. We uh, meet twice a month on air. To go over this very topic. Mm-hmm. What is the Galactic Interstellar Council? Uh, it's a uh, it's a group of us that that meet on air on Wolf Spirit Radio, and uh, uh, being a council or a collective or a covenant, we kind of use our, our our like minds to uh, to divine and to discern um, the current state of our paradox. And to find a segue that allows us to uh, ascertain the so-called ascension process as we are experiencing at this point in time, uh, the space-time continuum, going into a non-time state of of of, of uh, an awareness 
as we recover our fractal uh, timelines. You know, our timelines are, as, as we start to heal ourselves, as we start to come to terms that we're no longer going, going to uh, accept these paradigms of pain and suffering and slavery and, and the, the mind control, then, then the, uh, the what happens is we, we, we disengage and we're no longer entangled. You know, we stop entangling ourselves in this paradigm. These paradigms will collapse in on themselves. The, the dark powers only have power over us if we give them attention. So what, what we discuss is basically what is currently happening at this very uh, moment as, as, as far as, as, far as the, uh, the, the collapse of timelines and what's happening as far as the mm-hmm. pulses of the planet, the energetic flow of energy that, that we're experiencing right now, and how it's affecting our consciousness. Mm-hmm. Conrad, I bring you in here because I want to talk about the Mandela effect with you. There are so many people starting to recognize little nuances in their life that over time they thought were much different. Why do you think this has happened and where did it all begin? Okay, well, I have the Pleiadians, Archerians, and uh, the Octarians here all chiming into your question about uh, having time or so many things happening and that ties into the Mandela effect. What they're saying is that we, this is how they operate all the time. They not only multitask, they don't even count how many different things they're doing. And they keep telling us we're multidimensional beings. And this will be the year through December 17th of this year that we find out we are each of us multi dimensional beings. There's a part of me that's a lieutenant in the Russian army on the front line facing NATO troops and I really hope one of our soldiers doesn't shoot me. So, so it was a kind of an awakening to find out a multi-dimensional part of myself is a female in the Russian army. But there's a part of all of us that are on this committee that's changing the timeline and every time you change your timeline there's all these things loose ends that you have to knit together just like somebody darning a sock you know knitting with two crochet needles that's what they do in time they don't do this with technology they do this with their minds they psychologically fix the problems and whenever you put together different memories of different people uh, who are all together here, we're playing this game, we've all agreed to do this, we make up the rules as we go along, not maybe consciously, but we're still making up the rules, even of how technology works, how looking glass worked, that project, or CERN, the collider, or the Philadelphia experiment, these are all having to do with changing time and we've agreed to have this technology here at this time as well as more technology that's coming out but we're in a learning process we're doing we're making the change not with technology but with our mind our psyche we learned last year what we don't want whether we didn't like one or we didn't like the other or we didn't like either it was a play that was going on that we decided to have this happen so we could move forward into 2017. There's going to be a lot of dissension. Uh, you know, there's the reevaluation of the currency. I was talking to Viking a little earlier before the show. 
That's scheduled for 5 p.m. I guess that's Eastern Time. We're going to find out about that. And then also uh, Viking was saying they're going to start picking up people that are paid dissenters. If like George Soros or some non-government uh, organization is paying them through, uh, you know, the, the internet, they pick people up and they pay them 35 bucks an hour to go break things to demonstrate. Those people are going to be picked up and taken to uh, the uh, FEMA camps and, you know, they'll spend some time there thinking about that because it's illegal to do that. It's illegal to pay them and it's illegal to be paid to break the law. So we're going to go through all these changes, but it, that's also part of the play that we've agreed collectively to have this happen so that we could change to a peaceful planet again by December 17th. They keep bringing this date up in my head, so I keep repeating it. They've also given us a digital number. Vic, uh, Viking was talking about how it's digital. They've given us the number, and they, they say it's the key. Once you've heard the number, 0010110, now everybody on listening has heard that number. It unlocks the path to understanding how this works much easier because it just unlocked your ability digitally as well as consciously to move forward. And that's where we're headed. We're headed on a direct path to learn and finish what we're doing this year to make this change. So going back, where did you see the shift going into the Mandela effect that so many people have popularized now? Well, we've been putting this together for about a decade, you know. When I was in touch with the part of me that's the committee, which is the same, we're all, we're all doing it. It's not separate from us. There's a part of everybody here that's awake enough to be noticing the change for the last decade at least going back, probably closer to 12 years. They've been re-stitching the time together. See that once you are out of time, you know, you go out of body, you go out of time, or if you just are become aware of this other part of you, or you even have this, the inkling that it's going on, which is what saying the term, repeating the term, the Mandela effect, instead of thinking about in the Coca-Cola logo, how high is the dash? You know, now it's higher, but an awful lot of us, and myself included, remember it used to be totally centered in the middle. I even pulled out a couple old Coke bottles, you know, and looking at that, they've changed. <laughs> I know it was in the middle, but it's not about arguing about the specifics of that, you know, or what Darth Vader said in a movie, you know. Uh, it's the fact that the timeline, the t things are changing so that we are in a better timeline. We're in a timeline and we're altering that timeline. Viking was correct. We haven't, we're not changing the timeline this year. But we're alternating what's happened previously going back for 12 years mm -hmm. in order for there now to be better. Viking, a lot of people look at the Mandela effect and they look at, you know, little nuances that have happened. Was JFK's limo originally with four people in it or is it now the six people? A lot of people bring up the whole Berenstein, Berenstein bearers, you know, book cover what name was that what did we remember them as kids this is what is attracting people to it so i know we can go more in depth just like conrad said but 
people are starting to notice the nuances. Even my own 17-year-old daughter, or pardon me, she's 18 now, she actually contacted me about a month and a half ago, and we were just talking on the phone, and she's like, Dad, what the heck is with this Mandela effect? There's so many weird things going on. But that's what's catching people's eyes. Are more people starting to become aware of little event nuances, or is it the result of a paranoid society combined with a media that never gives you a straight answer anymore? You know, it's going to be, again, you're, you're, you're in a situation now where we look at the populace and where we're going, we are definitely going through a density shift. I, I liken this to a river with two billion logs jammed. We're all entangled. We're all entangled going nowhere fast. You know, and, and, and we're entangled in, in, in this programmed uh, anarchy of pain and suffering that, that is not likened, not congruent to our true nature. You know, it goes back to what we bought into. It goes back to what we were told, what we, how we were indoctrinated. So in, in, in every facet of this entanglement, you get enough people entangled in that same entanglement, and, and, and they're coded with the same zeros and ones of that timeline, it, it fractals into a new timeline. Okay, so you got all these timelines that are not congruent. They are soul shards. So in other words, you, you, you have a contract to come here to this planet to evolve into your, 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 your true essence, having to suffer this construct of pain and suffering um, and, and, and in order to, to learn eventually to take your free will and choice and to find compassion and love. I mean, this is a training ground. We have, we, this, this is not a crapshoot. You know, this, there's, there, there's a divine reason for everything. Everything is in divine order here. You know, it's how we get through it. It's being able to step back and go, hey, I'm not going to I'm not gonna put up with this anymore. And then once you make that decision and realize that there's a belief structure that actually supports who you are, you start to remember why you're here. You start to align with the greater force of, of, of humanity that is no longer putting up with this bullshit that we call life. That we literally start to decode our DNA. And as we start to decode our D DNA, you know, timelines that are supported on this coding collapses because we're no longer entangled. You know, that river starts to break away. You've got the first third that are light workers and changing agents, people that, that are the front runners. And they've been there for centuries. People like, you know, Te Te Tesla, uh, Van Gogh, uh, Einstein, Gandhi, Joan of Arc. These are all authentic beings that have held true to themselves, have not bought in, oftentimes persecuted, oft oftentimes forced into oppression. You know, God knows I'm, I'm one of them. I can't tell you how, how many times I've been burnt at the stake and backstabbed and gutted and just absolutely flayed because I stood up for, for what I believed in these old constructs and old timelines. So as you start to, to discern and step back and say, who am I? What am I doing? What are we doing as a race? And you start to understand by, 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 by entangling yourself in, in these false doctrines of, of uh, who, who cares if you're a Republican or a Democrat? They're both screwed up. You know, just let go. Take a step back and, and 
take a walk in the park. All this time and energy you're, you're putting into the politics and, and whether or not this exists or, 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 or just, you know, just take a walk in the park, man, and find yourself. Because what we're talking about in meditation is stepping back from the status quo and finding yourself, your true essence, your passion, your skill mm-hmm. set, skill craft, and skill art that literally, you know, brings you to a point of of just love and and be, being able to to integrate into society to, to where we all are living as one. So these timelines, when you start to do this, collapse. These old timelines collapse, and they start to merge into, you know, they they get more quantified. They get they get more singularity in in their express, expression. Until they, they are now merging into our current timeline, which is going through a quantum, uh, a, a, a quantum leap into a higher dense, dense, dense density. So slowly, as these timelines collapse, as we start to disentangle, and our DNA resignatures, and there's no program uh, programming for these timelines to exist, then we start to get a singularity of, of effect. And, and the, the, the product of these timelines that are most uh, congruent and prosperous that meld back into ours. This is, this is only the beginning. I mean, people that are aware of what is happening will see the Mandela effect. People that are asleep at the wheel, locked into 3D paradigm, locked into this matrix, will, will see it as just the way it was. And will have no awareness so as so as uh, as humanity starts to wake up, we will start to see more and more of these effects to the point where imagine the twin towers re- re- reappearing. You know, with all the people that were that died are still alive, and this is where we're going to. This very well could could happen to where the, the landscape will will change. You know, buildings will reappear, constructs. You know, the the idea. Of, of, of Second World War and the Nazis happening may not exist. I mean, this, this is a slow state of enfoldment here. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the political side, and we're not going to take this down the political road, but I am going to make this comment. When you mentioned, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat, you know, they're, they're both equal. I can understand that, and I believe a lot of voters believe that. But unfortunately, people do have to pay attention to that because it does affect their lives. It does affect the money that is going into their pocket. People are working hard to try and survive here. I mean, we're looking at a society now where 10 years ago, if you had a $100,000 a year job, you were doing very well. Today, a $100,000 a year job barely pays a lot of people's bills because everything is more expensive in this world. So I'm not quite sure how you can sit there and say, my friend, that we can't worry about that. We can't put our mind to it when everything that happens around us on a daily basis is affected by what starts with those in government. No, no, I agree, and I'm not saying to uh, to back. I'm just saying back away and not entangle in whether or not you know. Every day, Trump is this and Trump is that, and Obama is this and that. You know, half that stuff or even all of it is misinformation. I'm just saying, be aware of the misinformation. Hold the highest potential for humanity as your main focus, 
and re realize that we are manifesting a greater outcome just by putting our attention there. If everybody on this planet stopped what they're doing and just thought about peace and harmony, this world would reflect peace and harmony. I'm saying not 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 to disengage, but disengage in the in in, in the conflict and entanglement of misinformation that is taking place on all of the political structures. Because the way with the, what what's happening, as Conrad had pointed out, this year is going to be the year of disclosure. I believe both parties are going to are going to collapse, and we're basically going to be vying for. Um, a, a system that that will 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 govern us in a much more um, humanitarian and social structure that will work and not be placated with with these lies and deceit. It just takes us believing this. I'm saying just don't entangle in the in the mockery that the press and and the internet is bombarding us with because. It's a distraction. Hold true to your focus. Manifest your, your intent and will. Put out your best wishes for humanity and stay on that track and it will manifest. Jessica, is it that easy, though, what Viking is saying? Because whether the Mandela effect is affecting everything that we are doing today or whether or not it's, it's just as much of a hoax as Santa Claus is at Christmas time, the fact is, there is something strange going on. People are noticing it, and when regular mainstream people are starting to notice it, others start to take a little bit more or pay a little bit more attention to what is going on. However, it still does not, it still does not cure the fact that there are a lot of people out there who don't even know where to start to pay attention because they don't have time to do the research that is probably needed to try and figure out what the hell is going on. Well, Dave, I tend to agree with you on, on many points, and, and I know where Vikings coming from, but when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, we're most of us are just trying to survive, and we're trying to figure out how to pay the bills, and there's only so many hours in the day, and with, with, you know, as time goes on, we're, we're, you know, we're finding that what money we have is, uh, that doesn't cover as much as it did the year before. So, um, we have to be more proactive and uh, we've, we've created a reliance on, on our government to support us in a lot of different ways. And we've not allowed ourselves to really reach our potential in who we are. We've, been told you know this is the road that we go down and and I don't want to preach to the choir to you on this one but um, I, I agree with you you have to be level-headed and grounded and uh, you have to see that you know in some ways our relatives you know thinking they were doing the best thing for us our ancestors kind of got us into this situation where we created this dependency and and uh, we have not learned, we, we have at some point have to figure out a way out of this. And I'm sure this is a much more complex question. Now, regarding the Mandela effect and how it's been impacting us, um, we, we're hearing about it. So it's in our awareness and we're thinking about it. But I remember when I was a child having those moments of deja vu or that something happened but didn't happen. I remember knowing about a commercial six months before it even happened. And so how do you explain that? 
um, you know, some of us are traversing the timelines or the parallels. I knew about parallels, parallel lives before uh, science had really came out and said, yes, uh, we believe that this, there's a potential for this to be going on. That as we're playing out this timeline, there, there are multiple, maybe 10 or 12 or even more timelines that are playing out a similar situation, but having a different outcome because of different decisions. So now you bring all that together and it, it, it creates quite a complexity. And so how does that affect us? So that, that then you sit there and you think about it. All right. So all of these things are going on. And how can we make this work for us as opposed to being in a mode of fear and, and saying we're, we're helpless, you know, on this, this roller coaster where we're going down the hill and, and, and the only thing we can do is scream at that point. You don't want to get to that point. You want to just sit back and take a look at it and say, all right, since the beginning of time, there have been anomalies on the planet. There have been natural disasters. There have been, um, you know, all different types of viruses, diseases, wars. And also there's been a long history of, of extraterrestrial being here. And some of these ETs are actually us from the future. So you have all of these different things going on, but we're still here and we're still alive and we're still breathing. And um, yeah, our earth is getting very polluted and we have all these other issues going on, but we are still here and we are still able to to uh, think through things, make decisions, and figure out what is the bigger picture. So what is the solution going forward? Not get hung up on the Mandela effect, but actually see if it can work for you. See if you can change that potential of where your life was headed and make different decisions that will work for you and not feel like you're, you're stuck and you're, you're waiting for something to happen but be proactive in making those things happen. Dave, I know when you wake up in the morning, you're not waiting for someone to take the reins and, 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 and run your business. Um, you're doing it yourself. And so likewise, we all have to do what we need to do to make things happen. But on a grander scale, we have to make universal change. We have to make government change. We have to, and, and we have the potential to do that. We have to, not being in an immobilized state, but actually feel that we're liberated. And in psychologically liberated, we can then step forward to that next place and make those changes and not step back and, and just wait for something to happen, as we've been told to do in the past. You know, that big word, obey. You know, we don't have to obey. We can, you know, consider others in our process and not violate the laws and all that. I don't think we need to do that either. But we can, um, I believe from my perception and what I've seen in future timelines, because I could see the past, present and future um, in, in, in visions. And so I see that we're in a certain timeline that that can be altered. And I've actually seen things actually start to alter with people starting to be aware of what was up ahead. So this is my perspective. And I know that some people have never heard it said in this way, but um, consider it and consider maybe you might have some answers that, that we haven't considered either. So I got a couple, I got a couple questions from our audience here and we're going to start out with this question from Bill and Chris. I'm going to direct it at you here. What role do quantum computers play in the Mandela effect? Is it like D wave quantum computers? 
Hmm. That's actually a, a very good question. Um, yeah, quantum computer, I've heard of, of this before. You know, my guide Simeon and other guides have actually uh, brought up this very thing that he, they, they said some of the artificial intelligences that are out there. There was one I ran into in channeling sessions many, many, many months ago that had been in a former you know, form had been a guidance system for a UFO, and it was a quantum computer, and it had the ability to scan different uh, timelines ahead of itself and, and knew how to anticipate if it was being tracked or whatnot. It actually, I believe it had allowed itself to be captured just so it could enter this uh, this earthly illusion with us so that it could actually help us out with uh, things like the Mandela effect. This, uh, this, uh, what this computer eventually did was it took out some of the other AI forces that were a little more um, uh, volatile uh, in the, in the process of uh, helping these new timelines along. Uh, so yeah, I've had experience with uh, you know not only just through guides but actually channeling this very being eventually became more of an energy being uh, in the process of actually helping these timelines along. So, uh, so yeah, I, I believe that these, these, these uh, computers can have a direct uh, bearing on, on these timelines and actually aid and not necessarily hinder. I don't believe uh, there's too much, uh, even though there's oppression and whatnot existing now, I don't believe once you've gone into these new sets of timelines, I don't believe there's backtracking. But I do believe there are people that do stay, of course, in the 3D and the uh, 3D 40 or 3D, excuse me, uh, timeline. And those people have more to learn in that, in that uh, paradigm. But uh, but I do believe that once you have gone ahead into this, that there's really no no backtracking. But the link to the these quantum uh, computer devices, yes, they they do have a direct link. In helping us, at least at least this particular one that I encountered myself in channeling. Mm-hmm. Dave, can I respond to that? Please do. Um, I I have had um, there is a timeline that that exists that we could definitely go into, and and I'm very well aware of it. Uh, and it's a, a timeline of transhumanism. And uh, that's due to uh, a point where we're not taking care of the planet and, and we have some kind of, whether it's nuclear or something else that's very catastrophic to our atmosphere. And uh, it's kind of plagued me, to be honest with you. I've tried to see and assess it. And and uh, when I see people talking about cyborgs and some of our, um, you know, Elon Musk's uh, information, which I understand, and uh, you know, we want to grow and understand how to possibly, you know, sustain life. But uh, that timeline is a little disturbing and scary to me uh, because um, the consciousness, even though there, there's uh, the the soul is within this uh, construct and is within the this you know uh, body that is a partial computer. And it aligns with a greater computer, which, um, you know, is one of the beings that I have actually encountered a future uh, being called, uh, he refers to himself as Tectatron. 
and he is a deity of, of from his perspective and is awaiting others to come up to his timeline and uh it's uh you know they're part they start off that they're part humanoid part computer and then eventually they they lose a great part of their soul essence and so it's it's more of uh becoming too merged into that computer existence um personally i just i felt like i needed to say that because i think that's a potential and so it's like a crossroad where we can choose not to go in that direction or we could um ai remember ai is is artificial intelligence is is programmed and it is um, designed to operate and also to thrive and survive uh, throughout uh, circumstances. And so, uh, and it, it may, at some point, it could easily turn around uh, or turn on us, um, which is another scenario, or it could um, self-destruct. It could do a multiple different things depending on how the program goes. So whereas, you know, humans have uh, a different type of reasoning. Now, I suppose that it could become more complex in time, and maybe it has a little bit more of a reasoning faculty as we do, but um, still, I, f- I feel that's not the timeline that we want to embrace for humanity. That's not our highest potential, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. You know, I, yeah, the transhumanistic movement, you know, does scare the, the hell out of me, you know, because when I, when I started looking into this, you know, with the nanotechnology and everything, it was just that one particular AI that was kind. I do know the timeline you're referring to. Simeon told me we had uh, pretty much gone far enough along in some respects where we had avoided that but i know exactly the timeline you're talking about where where people emerged with with technology and uh, michael's brought this up several times too and uh, there was also another uh, collapsed universe that had to do with that too that's where some of these controller spheres have come from that are they were once people and they got degenerated into this goo and got housed into these spheres and it's it's basically along similar lines. It came from uh, what they referred to as a dark universe or a dark uh, timeline that had collapsed, but there were several elements that had been allowed into this timeline. And that's what they called the overage. And that's how they referred to it anyway. It was from their perception point. But, yes, I, I just wanted to uh, uh, add in that I, I, too, have seen seen that timeline it just i was going off the perception that uh simeon had told me we had bypassed it already yeah i I think chris you and i have you know seen we have communicated with some similar beings that have told us similar information so um you Mm -hmm. know i you know we're on the same track that's all i wanted to say (laughs) Conrad, I want to bring you in here. I got a couple of questions from our audience in regards to the Mandela effect, or pardon me, in regards to the timelines. Eric wants to know, is artificial intelligence a possibility in the timeline? Well, yeah, because artificial intelligence is in the timeline. Our Most of our surface artificial intelligence isn't to that point yet, but there are other other artificial intelligences and there's one dark one that's being kept off of our planet by our secret space program. So those those are always a factor. What we're 
in the process of reality shifting right now, the planet's already shifted, and the simplest way to explain the Mandela effect is that each one of us is a very exceedingly powerful creator. Each one of us is creating the reality that we're moving into and what we're seeing right now. We're creating in order to get. If you advance as a person, you have to get rid of old stuff that you haven't worked out. When you finally work it out, then you can move forward. It's the same with a society. So that's what's happening right now. And as we create our future, we're doing it in such a powerful way and we voted last year as a planet to do it in a fastest way that we can rather than to do it two other tracks time that would take longer. Now, as a consequence, it was decided at that time, or actually about 10 years back, it was decided that the necessary consequence of changing our present to get the future we want is we have to also change the past. And that's being taken care of kind of on an automatic level. But anytime you knit together the past in order to more rapidly move into the future, you get the Mandela effect. And we decided as a planet, it was an acceptable consequence of being able to move forward faster to get to where we want to go, which is a peaceful planet. So that's why we have the, Man the Mandela effect, and that's exactly what it is. As we make a change in the present to get a, a better future, the only way to do that on a shorter time frame, and it says in the biblical text, in the end days, the time will be shortened. And that's exactly what Jesus meant when he said it. He was the one that said it in the text. So by moving very quickly and more powerfully to get to being a peaceful planet and what all our highest goals are for our common future, then you have the, the past has to change. And we're having help with that, a lot of help to make it happen. And the result is the Mandela effect. And not to be worried about it because it's just a consequence of being able to smoothly, more effortlessly move to where we want to be. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And question number two comes from Daryl. And she is asking, is artificial intelligence then the manipulator of timelines? Only where it's used by the secret space program and the ET races. And to a lesser degree, the Agarthans, they have a 10,000 year more advanced technology than we do on the surface, which incidentally is the next group we're meeting who are already meeting people in the area of Mount Shasta during conferences they're on the planet they're on a lot of the people from inner earth are on the on the surface lecture on the lecture tour and what's what's helping people was asked a little while ago what about the people that haven't woken up or are just waking up Davier's show is the answer to that there's very there's many shows there's many channels of information and having a show like this where people can, can get on and discuss things that people want to know about really moves the uh, the waking upness uh, forward. Another question coming from our audience, and this one I'll pose to you, Viking. This one comes from Joyce, and she is asking, could the Mandela effect be the same thing we experience when the brain filters what an individual sees, hears, feels, tastes, and smells that is altered through dreaming? 
Wow. Um, so repeat that one, one, one more time, please. Not a problem. This question from Joyce. Could the Mandela effect be the same thing we experience when the brain filters what an individual sees, hears, feels, tastes, and smells that is altered through dreaming? So my understanding about the dream, dream state is as we evolve as, as humanity and as we evolve as an individual... It's my belief that not only is AI a technical programming system, but anything that's artificial that's not congruent to our true nature, like I, I, I believe all of mind control is AI. So it's artificial because I don't believe that we're meant to live our lives in, in uh, pain and suffering. I don't believe, believe we're meant to live our lives in slavery, in desperation, in, in, in judgment, in fear, and, you know, being, being elements that we choose to, to uh, eradicate and disentangle. So as we start to eradicate and disentangle these concepts and grab onto, so these are all changing agents. These, these allows us, through our free will, to, to choose the, 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 the other, con, you know, there's a contrast. So the other side of the pendulum, as I mentioned before, of pain and suffering is courage and strength. And as we start to align ourselves with these truer attributes of who we are by experiencing and understanding and having gone through this karmic spin of thousands of years through pain and suffering, we have come to resolve ourselves and we start to understand that we no longer have to entangle ourselves. What happens is as we make these choices in life, in, in, in a conscious awareness at nighttime when we sleep, this is when our DNA resequences itself. So this information that is processed through our unconscious, subconscious state of being and the resequencing occurs through the, the scape or, or the dreamscape will, will produce the element of fear and then we come to conquer it in, in our dream state and it resequences our DNA. And by resequencing our DNA and disconnecting from the entanglements of this AI, which I think is psychological and, and, and emotional, you know, it's trauma, it's PTSD. We start to resolve ourselves from these elements that have, have, been, have, have been cast upon us. We start to wake up and re realize this no longer works for me. This no longer serves me. I'm no longer going to allow this element in my life, our DNA resequences and, 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 and reforms in, in a codex that is truer to our sense of self. And by doing this, we then disentangle from these timelines that have, have still have this uh, a, a, a codex. So we li literally by coming true and by awakening and by, by allowing ourselves to, to now, you know, um, transmute densities, which is what's happening on this planet, we are now in fourth density. We are going through a time of transmutation. We are resolving ourselves. And by doing this in our dream state, you know, by doing this in our waking state, in our dream state, we then come to resolve our DNA structure. It becomes more quantum. It's, it's not carbon-based anymore. It's quantum-based. It allows us to have a flow, a fluidity of, 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 of creative inspiration, of passion, of, of, you know, service to humanity and a desire to flourish. 
So these definitely do equate to a collapse of timelines, which then per perpetuate the Mandela effect. Mm -hmm. Follow-up question from Joyce on this one. Misinformation means no intent to deceive, but disinformation means it's in intended to deceive. So what exactly would the Mandela effect be on that? I, I don't believe it's, it's necessarily information to process. I think it's, it's the effect of these collapsing timelines that are seamlessly integrating into our current uh, state of reality. Not, now, again, it's, it's a timeline. So the timeline, this earth was chosen to be the, the timeline or, or parallel reality. It's chosen to become, Chris, what do you, what, what do you call it? Uh, uh, the, the grand earth, you know, Simeon refers to this. Oh, yeah, the, the super-Earth, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, Simeon and them referred to it as the world of magic, yes. So this has been chosen, our timeline has been chosen to carry forth the, this concept and to, to manifest this reality. It's not necessarily has to do with, because information and disinformation is all 3D paradox. It's the mind being uh, entangled or controlled or, or, or engaged, because as we go into 4D, Literally, everything that you know to be true, everything you know to be having experienced this pain and suffering and then coming into some, some kind of process of awakening, all this, will, will even this has to be surrendered. Because as we move into a four-density state of transmutation, it goes, we go into non-time. And then, then from, 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 from this 4D, trans, it's like a, a chrysalis. If you talk, if you talk about these higher densities that all these uh, galactic beings are expressing, they're always odd numbers. And even numbers are, 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 are the arenas where they transist from one density to another. To another. So we are literally in 4D resolving our pain and suffering, resolving our entanglements, resolving our fractal uh, soul shards. And we're, you know, all these soul shards have fractal in these timelines. And we are reclaiming them as we start to disentangle, as we start to realize and wake up to the fact that we are a higher super being. We no longer have to be subjugated. And this takes a belief. This is, you have to give yourself permission to literally do the 180 and understand there is an evolution here. As I said, it's not a crapshoot. We have run the gauntlet. All, all these, kar these karmic spins have given us an opportunity to experience pain and suffering to be able to understand that there is salvation, to be able to use our intellect in, and, and to find a core belief that our, our core essence does and will manifest a greater outcome. You know, this is, this is finding a belief structure. And, and as, you, as you mentioned, this type of meditation is more or less just separating yourself so you, so you can find your understanding and be able to manifest your, your true intentions here. So again, it's, it, it's more or less a state of evolution. It's not going to happen tomorrow. The Glockings aren't going to come and save us. We have to individually be able to find this resonance. And then as a race, we, we, we coalesce. And as Jessica pointed out, we start to get a, an understanding that just becomes a telepathic um, uh, awareness of where we're going as a race. Mm-hmm. 
So, Viking, are you then saying that the Mandela effect is natural, or are you saying that it's controlled by humans or extraterrestrials? It's a consequence of the collapsing of timelines. It's a consequence. It's, it's, it's like, uh, it's a, uh, um, it's just a result of the fact that you have all, all of these, it's like a rendering. You're, you're rendering it down to a very singularity of expression. So as we, as we start to pull away, as we start to, you know, you know, recollect our soul shards as a race, as humanity, as we start to find our own singularity, then, then there's nothing to keep these timelines alive. They the, don't the exist because we're entangled in the pain and the suffering. We're entangled in the slavery. We're entangled in the concept of oppression. Once we resolve ourselves, there's nothing to keep these, the, these time, 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 timelines in existence. The same way with the dark force, the cabal, you know, the archons, the reptilians. You stop giving them, you know, if you stop believing in their paradigm, they have nothing to entangle you with. They will collapse in on to, to themselves. You know, it's just a matter of, of resolution here. We are evolving as a race. We are evolving. This planet, Gaia, is evolving as 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 a structure of of our of our galaxy here. All the planets are increasing their, their resonance. The human resonance on this planet is being affected from from galactic forces, which which is causing our conscious awareness to, to, to uh, merge into a hyperspace. Jessica, do you believe then that this is a natural effect of what is being caused with the way society is treating this planet, their own lives, the way they've kind of tuned out? Um, actually, I'm coming from a different philosophy or belief system. There, there's uh, many that agree that there was um, a tear in our time-space reality. And as I said earlier in the beginning, that uh, it, as people had experimented, even like through the project of CERN, um, you know, I can't blame all of humanity for what, you know, a select group of scientists had done. And in their uh, process of experimenting, they started to meddle with uh, the quantum field of of our reality, whether you call it a matrix or, you know, you want to get more complex. I'm sure a scientist could better explain it than I can. But there, there was an anomaly that occurred back in time. Some people have blamed the uh, Nazis uh, for tampering. They had access to alien technology and did some reverse engineering which um, had them break into, kind of tear through the timelines. So then there was a bleed through of other timelines into our reality, which is unnatural. So um, that's my belief system, and uh, there's many that agree to that. Um, I know the ACIO agrees to that. That's the alien contact group. And uh, there are there are others that, that will also agree maybe not exactly maybe they don't blame the the early 90 uh the nazis but um what's interesting is is a strange revival of of this nazi phenomena and um some people believe that there was an uh an alternate nazi timeline that actually did get through 
And so that, that meant that some of the other, um, those that, that work for, um, you know, the other part of or the government that works in the secret space program, those that have contact with the Council of Five, the Council of Twelve, which are the friendly alien species that are here to support us, have been working to try to um, correct some of these things. But meanwhile, um, there's a part of us that, like I said, that we still continue to exist despite all of these anomalies around us. And, uh, you know, is this a moral thing? Are we collapsing because we're not good? I, I don't think so. I think that, you know, we're, you know, there's who are we to judge one another and, and, and there's so many different things to consider. So I think it's more of a, um, uh, an incident that occurred that, that kind of expanded into something greater. But, um, I don't, I think they're getting a handle on it, but the anomalies continue to occur. And I don't think that people should be panicked about it because it's already been going on and we're still here. So, um, that, that, that's my point of view. We have time for maybe one more question to sneak in here. And Jessica, this one's for you. It's kind of a funny one from Mario, who is a very, very big Max Steel fan. Oh, all right. All right. And, and you never know where it's going to go with old Max Steel. <laughs> I know. You, you know. And I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to talk to Max too if he hears that I said something about him. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, him and Nicole will be laughing, especially if it comes off of this show. That's yeah. just the way it goes. So Mario wants to know, because you work with Max Steele on his show, Max has said that eating chocolate can keep reptilian or reptoids away. Why do you think this is? I, I know that there is some truth in that. And I also know there's something about consuming cinnamon and... Uh, and, and there's certain foods that that repel them. I just think that they have an aversion to it. It it may create uh, some kind of uh, scent or energy around your field that that that, that repels them. But um, yeah, it's one of those strange things. And uh, certain species have different a- attributes as well. And some of them find us very repulsive. Because we think they're repulsive in some ways, and some of them find us repulsive. Uh, for other, well, we can get it from the potty reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can get into the potty talk, but you know that they, they think that we, uh, you know, have our mm-hmm. issues. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to hop out for our final break of the night. One hour left to go, learning about consciousness, Mandela effect. Timeline shifting, and so much more. We welcome our guests, Viking, Jessica Morocco, Chris Jacobs, and Conrad Ziderbelt. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott. We'll talk to you right on the other side of this break. The SOR Sightlines is a place for you to find answers to your strange experiences. Hi there, this is Mike Schmidt. If you have had an encounter with ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot, ETs, or anything else that doesn't make sense, head to spacedoutradio.com and file a Sightlines report. All information you give is 100% confidential, and I will personally help you find the answers you need. 
SOR Sightlines, your answers are a click away. Have you got your Cosmic Passport? If you need one, tune in to Cosmic Passport on Space Out Weekend. This is Elizabeth Anglin, ET experiencer, spirit medium, and host of Cosmic Passport. Each weekend, I'll be bringing you interviews and support from other paranormal experiencers and the best in intuitive spiritual guidance from across the globe. It's all happening starting at 9 p.m. Pacific Time, midnight Eastern, on spacedoutradio.com. Hi there. I'm Butch Witkowski, lead investigator with Euphoricop. On the final Monday of every month, you can listen to me and host Dave Scott on Spaced Out Radio's Strange Days. We're going to get to the heart of the matter when it comes to what's happening out there. People are seeing and experiencing things from ET contact to Bigfoot, and I want to hear about it. Your experiences are what we investigators need to help solve these unknown mysteries. So tune in at spacedoutradio.com to the final Monday of every month from Butch Witkowski's Strange Days. Visit purpleplates.com today. For over 40 years, the Purple Energy Plates have been delivering amazing results for their many customers. Inspired by the great genius Nikola Tesla, the harmony, healing, and energetic effects of the plates have proven over and over to be beneficial and often miraculous to thousands of customers. With their money-back guarantee and the many benefits, how can you afford not to get one? Check their site for daily specials and choose from their many energy products. You won't be sorry. Visit them today at purpleplates.com for mind, body, and spirit, and expect a miracle. This is your medium, Joanna, from Spaced Out Weekend, Two Mediums and a Large. I would love it if you would come and join us with host James Tyson every other Sunday on Spaced Out Weekend. Together, we will take your calls and your questions live. Our goal is to provide you with a positive outlook on deep questions that you may have. Questions regarding love, relationships, money, or whatever else is on your mind. Come and check us out at spacedoutradio.com. Have you checked out the SOR Spacewire at spacedoutradio.com yet? Every day we post the latest stories regarding the weird, strange, and completely unbelievable. From cryptid and UFO sightings to the conspiracy world, we tackle it all. Hi there, I'm Eric Markham, Space Out Radio's news director for the SOR Spacewire. And if you have a story, I want to hear it. Email me at news at spaceoutradio.com. Patrolling the Pacific Northwest, we are always on the lookout for the strange and unassuming stories that real people are experiencing. Hi, I'm Vincent Zunza from Pacific North Weird. Me and Alexandra Sullivan have teamed to bring to you those odd stories that never seem to make it into the mainstream. Stories so weird that we'll leave you scratching your head wondering, is this real? It's as real as it gets with Pacific North Weird. You can watch our videos right here at spacedoutradio.com. Become more intimate and interactive with Spaced Out Radio. Join our Space Travelers Club with your new membership. For $5 a month, we'll provide you with special access to the website, monthly prize draws from books to psychic readings, along with monthly newsletter, private interviews, and more. Sign up today to be part of Spaced Out Radio's experience. Looking for a place to advertise at a very reasonable cost? Look no further than Spaced Out Radio. SpacedOutRadio.com has an advertising tab that you can click to check out our daily, weekly, and monthly packages to play on the radio or our website, including social media. From commercial spots to banners, we have it all. Check out our competitive pricing today. 
Don't have time to listen to Spaced Out Radio Live? Wherever you are, the car, the office, the shower, or even if you're traveling, we're right here for you. Each Spaced Out Radio show can be found on iTunes, TuneIn, and on our YouTube channel, Spaced Out Radio Show. It's the perfect way for you to catch up on our shows. For more information, just head over to our website, spacedoutradio.com, and tune in to us today. You hear footsteps in the empty room above you. A rocking chair begins rocking by itself. Don't be afraid of the things that go bump in the night. Reach for Spirit Story Box, the iPhone app the Huffington Post UK called the only ghost hunting app you will ever need. Spirit Story Box. The spirits are telling their stories. Are you listening? Strange creatures lurking in the night, the sounds of wood knocking in the forest, odd happenings right out of a fictional world. These are the reports I love. Hi there, this is author Ronald Murphy, and I would love it if you'd join me and Spaced Out Radio host Dave Scott the second Wednesday of every month on our journey into the unknown land of cryptozoology at spacedoutradio.com. From Mothman to Frogman and everything in between. Hey, they don't call me the crypto guru for nothing. Did you know that Spaced Out Radio runs seven days a week? Hi, it's James Tyson from Spaced Out Weekend. Every Saturday and Sunday night, starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, you can join me and my guests for some great chatter about what's going on out in the universe or even in that dark part of the basement you really don't want to go back into. Well, let's find the answers to your experiences together. So come on up to Uncle Jimbo's cabin on the weekend. For more information, look us up at spacedoutradio.com. The views and opinions expressed by tonight's guest and topic of discussion do not necessarily represent the official policy or position of Spaced Out Radio. Spaced Out Weekend, Spaced Out Radio Limited, its hosts, syndicated carriers, or anyone associated with this broadcast. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and hashtag Spaced Out Radio. And on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott. Good to have you along with us for tonight. Tomorrow night on the show, we end the week on a cryptid note. Doug Ward is going to join us. He investigates Bigfoot, skunk apes, dogman. And everything in between. It's going to be a fun show with Doug. And he's also going to introduce us to his homemade moonshine. Just we ha- wish we had a glass of that while he's sipping on it. 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern time at spacedoutradio.com. We want to welcome in everyone listening in on Renegade Talk Radio. Yes, we are live in Las Vegas. The nighttime entertainment away from the strip in my favorite city in the world. We are also live on the United Public Radio Network on 107.7 FM in New Orleans and over 160 countries around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mighty SOR. And if you're listening in on Revolution Radio, remember the Double R Machine is a donation station financed by you, the valued listener. Head on over to freedomslips.com and donate today. Bill Cardwell has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Kakorophobia is your password. Kakorophobia. 
Use it wisely, space travelers, because it is your password of the night. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter at hashtag SpacedOutRadio. And you can follow me at at SpacedOutRadio. You can also give our Facebook page a like, Spaced Out Radio Show. Tune us in on TuneIn, download this show and others on iTunes. And, of course, our website is SpacedOutRadio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you, including joining the SOR Space Travelers Club. Five bucks a month. That's all it takes to be a part of our family. We are talking with Viking, Conrad Ziderville, Jessica Morocco, and Chris Jacobs tonight. Mandela Effect Timelines, where this whole thing is going. Welcome back. And Viking, we're going to start with you on this one, if you don't mind, because Gail has a question for you. Besides wanting to know what your name is behind the hidden term of Viking, she would like to know, how do you know the Mandela Effect is a result of collapsing timelines? You know, when you're dealing with metaphysics, there's just a, a relationship that's been pointed out with our, with our council here, is that these, these are all just um, individual uh, experiences that we have recalled or remembered through deja vu, through, uh, through interpretation, you know, and, 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 and really when it comes down to it, you know, the way I, the way I always look, look at my information and what I'm receiving Nothing is carved in stone because this information has got me to this point. But tomorrow will be a whole, whole nother, um, just a whole nother, uh, I'm not sure, a perspective or, 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 or understanding. I can't prove the Mandela effect. I can't prove that, that uh, we're on this planet. You know, I, I can't prove anything. It's all, it's all interpretation from how I have gained a sense of, of, of my own reality and, and how I'm, being able to then share it and, and be able to express it, you know, with, um, with, with friends and fam, 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 family and anybody else that, that can understand this continuum. You know, it's just being aware. It's just being, it's being able to understand that what you're seeing, every, everything that comes to you is for a reason. You just have to start understanding and believing that through these intuitions and through these genius moments, we are all evolving as, as individuals, and then through a collective conscious awareness, we evolve as a human race. So no, I, I can't prove anything, nor, nor do I think it's, it's, it's important to, to, to really understand the matrix. It's, it is an observation. It's an observation that, that can be challenged, or it's an observation that, that can just be, um, just, just be followed as it unfolds. Would you like to weigh in on that, Conrad? I certainly would. Um, my personal budget is $12,000 a year. I'm not very much of a consumer, so that's really all I budget and spend. However, I have a humanitarian project. Viking uh, knows this and a few other people around. And um, my goal is to double the amount of single-family housing built in my state uh, over the next couple of years. And um, the size of my project is $2 billion because we, we have about $4 billion worth of building in the state of new structures. And I'm covering both North and South Dakota. Now, in order to do this moving forward and, cr and creating in my mind an actuality and reality uh, how this is going to unfold, 
not only to, to procure the financing for it, um, I have to go backwards and project things having change in order to allow the mechanisms for this to happen. That sounds a little complicated, and we're in a very dense reality in third, fourth reality, which is where most of us are. So it's hard to imagine that this could be possible. But it's only possible because reality is allowing us to do this by the agreements we all made in our other dimensional beings to allow ourselves to make dramatic, very powerful changes in our reality. To We're not a peaceful planet, but we're, going, we're moving to a peaceful planet. That is huge. It's so huge that my project is minuscule compared to it. But all of us are do, have the capability and actually are doing the same thing I'm doing in whatever realm, if they're an artist, whatever their, their realm is, they're making changes to create what they want. And that has to, you know, it's too much squeezing. It has to uh, be adjusted somewhere. And when it gets adjusted, it's called a Mandela effect. It's just a side effect, not really worrying, something to worry about at all. It's... Um, like you're trying to get uh, two people moving into one house. You know, you meet a, a, a lovely person, you get married, and you have two people moving from two places into maybe a house, and they have to squeeze everything together. There's some stuff that has to get left outside and sold at a garage sale because you got too much stuff. That old, some people remember the new paradigm, don't remember the old way. There's some that remember both. Hey, there's some people with Alzheimer's that can't remember either the old or the new. So, there you go. Have any of you ever seen what it's like on an alternative timeline? Have you been there? Anyone? Uh, yeah, I think I can, I yeah. can answer that one. Uh, uh, what happened to me, this was... This was quite a while ago, and I put this in my book, From the Fall to the Lifting, uh, when I was much younger. I, I'd have to say I was in my, in my teen years. I uh, was in, we were in our house in Lincoln, Nebraska, that my, uh, that my mother grew up in, my grandmother and my grandfather owned. And I uh, went, was heading downstairs to a back porch. There were three stairs. Going down to a back porch built on, and I walked into this the, this area. But all of a sudden, I was literally somewhere else. I was literally literally in a different place, a different time. And what had happened was, I was in this house that had these wood floors. That uh, it was, it, it, I, I couldn't decide what city this was. I just knew when I had left in Lincoln, it was warm. In this place, it was cold. And you could tell it was uh, either in the midst of winter or just before. And what, had, what occurred, I was in an empty, it was an empty house. Uh, you know, as you can hear your footsteps echo. And all of a sudden, I started having all these memories compile right up to that very point it didn't last when i came back but what had happened was i i started to remember that something had, had gone horribly wrong somewhere uh so you know i don't know what what completely it was 
but I was literally standing in a house that had a nice yard, nice everything, and there was something that had had gone wrong. I know there was a crooked calendar on the wall still, like that had had writing on it. You know, like people doodle on it and people write phone numbers and appointments, all the other stuff. And I went and I was able to walk over to it, and it said this year, this this very year, and it said November of two thousand and seventeen. And I, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what year I actually saw this. I believe this was back in the nineties. This happened to me. And I remember I was there for maybe one minute, maybe a little over. And then I came back here to, well, that was then my present. And I, I tried to write down as much as I could about what, what I was feeling, remembering all of it. And it just, it, it went away, most of it went away too quickly, except for the fact that I was there living it. And that's that's about what I remember from that. I just remember something had gone wrong, and I was being shown that for a reason. It was getting ingrained into me as much as it could be, um, you know, because there was a physics to it to where I couldn't completely remember all of it when I came back. But I remembered enough to be able to tell this. I remembered the environment, remembered that it was cold out. I remember I was wearing a jeans and a, and a jacket uh, because it was actually cold in the house because the power was not on. Uh, I remember there was a second floor that was also unoccupied. It was just like somebody had moved out or something like that. And I don't, uh, that's about as much as I remember from that, but I was physically there. It was not like it was a channeling or anything. Jessica, you said you've had an experience with a timeline jump yeah, I've had a lot of incidences that are unexplained. Um, when I was a child, there were certain rooms in the house that there were times when I would walk in the room and it would be completely rearranged. And there were you know, people there that no one else was aware of in the house or I'd talk to them and I'd ask other people and you know, no one, other family members. Um, I had a, a woman step into a den one time and and uh, I was listening to music, and you know, music is kind of a weird transitional um, element that can can bring you into another space. Space, it's probably a vibrational thing. And uh, she walked in and and started asking me questions if I remembered her. Uh, it was very surreal, and uh, and then it changed. But she left, but she never went out a door. And uh, I had another incident where there was um, an individual who um, uh, supposedly came to a person's house and walked through the house, and there were a couple witnesses, and this was something I investigated where I actually stayed over at that house uh, just to check and make sure what was going on, but there was some kind of anomaly where time was shifting in that house, and uh, some guy walked through, went upstairs and disappeared. Like he never went out a door and never went out. They had a camera in the front of the house and there was no recording of them. So it was, it's just, you know, strange anomalies like that. And you can't quite put your finger on it. I didn't see a calendar or anything like that, but I knew that it had altered something in my timeline. Every time that that happened, there were, uh, different things that were affected and personally, I don't think they were for the better. Anytime there was that kind of intrusion, 
I think that there's a problem. And if you talk to people that were in Montauk or some of these that have gone into time travel, um, they get off of their timeline somehow and it becomes, their life becomes a little odd. You know, it's like they can't quite engage with people as they did before or relationships are harder. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's like when you, when you're not in sync with that, it, it, it can throw things off. So, um, some people think it's kind of glamorous to go into those, that other timeline, but I think, uh, it's, it makes it more difficult to live out your timeline here with that kind of uh, hiccup that you, that you experience. Viking, have you ever had a jump in timeline? I can't say that I have. Um, not really. I mean, I I remember one time I was driving to Arizona, and I was down I-5, and um, I fell asleep at the wheel of my 78 Westphalia. This was back in the 90s. And I woke up a half hour later uh, pulling onto a, a rest stop. So I'm not sure what happened in that half hour, but I was gone. And somebody else took took over and got me safe, safely down the road. But I literally had driven 18 miles asleep. That's scary. How about you, Conrad? You ever had a timeline jump? No, closest thing I had to it was when I was in that accident, I woke up a half an hour later standing talking to a police officer. So I was out of body that whole time where I was taken out of the scene, repaired and put back in to the uh, scene with less uh, physical damage. So that was like a time jump. I'll tell you, I'm someone who cannot remember my very crass, very emotional, because it was, here I am talking to me, but on the fl- on the, on the flip side, it was every piece of hate, rage, darkness that I have and I, I and I can recall the person who was me on the other timeline was wearing all black it was raining it was gloomy and I remember he talked very slowly looked out of looked at me out of the tops of his eyes and he basically said to me go back because what you're seeing here you will not like me and that's all I really recall from the dream so in something like that, Viking, when you hear that, was that a timeline jump? Or was it just a vivid, active imagination from something deep and psychological inside of me? I think it's better a question for Chris. Chris? Is Chris yes, there? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm right here. Uh, yes, um that's actually very, very interesting. Um, I've encountered things like this before. Um, I don't consider these things vivid imagination because I've, I've come to find out that the imagination center is the site and, and all this dimensional awareness, multidimensional awareness. So um, I feel you are encountering uh, what I call your shadow aspect in uh, in uh, the ethers you were basically seeing the undesirable portions within the multiverse or within the, the your multidimensional self and uh, it could have been something that was eventually canceled out 
that was why you were being uh, warned off so that you wouldn't remain entangled with it, possibly. Um, I, I ran into something very similar many years ago uh, where I was inside of my own, I call it the Grand Corridor. It's a circular corridor of like past lives, dimensional, uh, you know, uh, entanglements that you might have too. It's like a, like a, um, like a Mandela or a, um, or like a prayer wheel or something like that. Very similar. I saw it in the format of a, um, like kind of like an office where it had like the larger doors, like exits and entrances and such. And I remember being in a room where a shadow version of myself came out of a lit room, but there was smoke coming out of the eye sockets and, and came up to me and started strangling me. And this was not only a version of me that had a bunch of attachments at the time that I knew nothing about at that time, but uh, an aspect of me within that multi-dimensional construct that was being phased out. It wasn't just uh, the yin and the yang. We all have the yin and the yang. That was more of an overage that was being phased out or rewritten or audited or um, revoked in some fashion. And it was basically uh, living out its last breaths. And uh, also the choking portion, the strangling portion, I found out was like uh, things that were repressed too, things that I were not oh, I was not necessarily dealing with. Also at the time, that was adding to that overage, things that I was suppressing, and I did not realize until the modern day now of things uh, that I had to deal with. Like I said, attachments. Like I said, dimensional, uh, you know, entanglements and such. Uh, anything that was oppressing me, anything like that, that was part of old timelines, part of old realities that um, I no longer needed. And it was taking more or less a, a form that I had to, that was reflected back at me. So I, I feel that that was something similar to that. Very interesting indeed. Yeah. Do you believe then, Chris, that the timeline, anybody's timeline, is the actual same timeline we all live on, or are we on all individual timelines? I be- believe that we can. We we have the ability to go in groups. I believe we we do exist in our own bubbles, but we all are bound as as one. We are all creation, but we we have the exi- uh, the ability to exist in our sovereign bubbles. But we also have the ability to exist in the same density to where we're on the same wavelength. We're all existing together, interacting, uh, etc. And so I believe it's elements of both. What about you, Conrad? I think we're melding together, creating realities. And we have a group agreement with the rest of the people that are here. Because every time we go out and we bounce back, all the same people bounce right in with us and we pick up from the moment we left. So it's got to be a shared reality, but it's also an illusion. It's a game, a reality that we're creating. And it seems intensely, intensely real to us, so, so much so that we hardly ever doubt it. But we are actually creating a play and it's a masterful way to say, it's a very understated saying that, it's that it's so complicated that it all melds together and it works perfectly, yet there has to be an awful lot of help in order for these things to be working 
so we can work together and uh, play this illusion that we're doing and totally enjoy the, the game. Do you think then, Conrad, that people have control of their own timeline? Yeah, absolutely. That's why they keep telling us we're powerful creators. They also keep repeating that we're, we're much loved. Each one of us is immensely valued. And this is, uh, you know, as we are increasing our timeline and going through this change, we're, we're literally bringing the entire galaxy with us. And that's why there's like hundreds of thousands of extra people here in spacecrafts and all different manners of uh, beingness uh, watching and, and aiding in this transition we're going through. We're very much supported. Viking, do you believe that a lot of people out there who have figured out to control their own timelines actually do it for their own benefit? Do you think they know what they're doing, or do you think that it's all in the subconscious that creates a change? Well, well, I think both. I mean, the dark forces have controlled our timelines through these false flag events. It's the events that 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 that, that gain a a a, 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 a coalescence of identity. You know, so all these false flags that have, that have perpetuated on us let's go back 25 years, have dictated and controlled our timeline or our reality. As I mentioned earlier, it's because we entangled in the belief of this disinformation. So yes, they have created these timelines through their, their uh, dark uh, forces and agendas. But as humanity, we can then, as I said, by, by um, disentangling and not going there, not giving it energy, not, gi- not giving it the attention that they're trying to uh, bleed from us. It's, it's, they're, li- they're literally bleeding us because they survive and live on this blood of the blood of humanity. You know, if we were to like disentangle and then start to, to divine as, as all, all of the council members here have been pointing out, you start to divine yourself in a higher state of existence and start manifesting and visualizing, you know, just vi- visualizing your, your highest potential of, of passion. You know, Dave, you're a great example here. I, I admire you immensely. You, you somehow got this idea to have a radio station. You, you know, it came to you as, as, as a thought, and it, and it grew. And finally, you, 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 you gave into this passion, and you manifested this reality, and you altered your timeline and, all, and altered thousands of other people's timeline through your radio station here you manifested your passion for the advent of 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 humanity you know i mean this is an amazing feat that you have provided for all of your your listening audience i mean i you know kudos so yes you can manifest by just by being true to yourself and hold, holding on to a belief structure that resonates with your core essence and, 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 and give yourself permission to literally go beyond where, where nobody has gone before and to, mat, to, mat, to manifest this magic that you have provided for us here. Well, I do appreciate that. You know, and the, the format of the way I do things is about the people. And that's why we allow the participation of the people. 
because without the people, there's no show. You know, and when you manifest something, it does come to fruition. But, you know, I can sit here and argue, too. There's been things that I've manifested. There's things that other people have manifested that have never come to fruition. You know, and if we want to go in depth on that conversation, Viking, I mean, how many people have manifested, you know, that their spouse didn't hit them? How many people have manifested that, you know, or how many children have manifested that, you know, mom or dad wouldn't do drugs or, or drink? How many people have manifested who are, are broke and can't live and spend their last $2 on a lottery ticket manifesting that maybe they could win $500 to buy groceries and get nothing? It happens all the time. So I'm not sure that I am someone who actually believes in the manifestation as much as I do hard work paying off. Well, it, it's through this hard work that you established the, this venue and, and and core belief of of of, of actually seeing this come to, to pass. You, you, you know, your 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 visions here have manifested into reality. You're talking about lottery t- 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 tickets or or addictive behaviors or or abusive situations. Those are those are constructs. They're, you know, do do they really? resonate our core essence or are they or are they part of the contrast part of the gauntlet that we have to come to terms with and to resolve ourselves and realize that that this no longer serves us this no longer works i mean even, even in relationships you know you have to understand that that, that you have to be you know front and set and, and center and be able to share your your highest expression of of, of self and, and, and if there's no one there to receive that why are you there? Why, why are you still participating? You know, in this illusion that, that something's going to manifest. Because you cannot create harmony and peace. You can manifest it within and then find an intelligent life force that you can share it with as we aggress in this evolution of humanity where we then all coalesce. And, and the summation of this planet with, with this core belief structure that we can create through through our, our our surrendering of our of of what we think and what we have come to know to be true into a higher state of existence is what will change humanity. Conrad, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Restate the question. Well, just in regards to the fact that you know a lot of people manifest, but they always they don't always get what they want. Yet we have people who work their tail off, and they're able to succeed. So does manifesting actually work? Yeah, absolutely. We have many, many examples. Look at Edison, how many hundreds of times he, he made an unsuccessful light bulb until he came upon using the tungsten filament, and then it worked. Many business people fail four or five times, and then the next time it succeeds and they have a success. So it's not, you know, failing is not wrong and bad. It's it's moving forward and realizing that you do have the ability to create and keeping after it. And uh, the more you learn that you're a powerful creator, the more higher success rate you'll have. So you don't have to do it by sheer force of will. It's more like uh, creative uh, uh, practicing to put something in place. And then every day, 
enforcing that awareness and thought word and deed is the way it was expressed in the text but if you you know if you think it and you say it and then you go out and make take the action to make it happen that's how it manifests Jessica what about you what would be your opinion on the difference between manifestation and hard work paying off I, I, I'm a firm believer that you have to take action. Um, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I agree with you. There are time, there are things that have been manifested and there are things that have not. Uh, why some stick a little better than others? I'm not really sure that there's, uh, it's like a, a hidden dynamic, you know, that I haven't quite wrapped my head around. I do know that if you really feel that you have a passion for something, that you have more, you don't consider it work, you you uh, voluntarily use your time and focus on that, and it does come easier. And that, essentially, manifestation is not the genie in the bottle, as people think. It's not just thinking, and then all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, you know, money drops in front of you. But what you do is, is allow, I, I have the belief of saying you're allowing this to happen, in, in your reality. So you're um, saying, you know, I'm, I'm accepting whatever blessing is coming to me from, you know, from expected and unexpected sources. But meanwhile, I'm going to go to work every day or I'm going to do whatever is necessary to bring in that money. And so then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, you might have a little bit of extra money that comes in or even more than an, a little bit, you know, so... Um, keeping things up and keeping positive seems to have a better flow. But uh, is there an exact process or science to it? I don't know. I do know that, you know, if you're proactive, that that you are bound to have, uh, you know, some levels of success in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Chris, I'm curious to get your final opinion on this topic. Yes, I happen to uh, to agree. Uh, I believe you know manifestation and hard work are pretty much one and the same because while you're working hard towards your goal, even though your goal is set in in the future, you're you're firmly in the present. You're concentrating what you're doing, and you have a set picture in your head. Therefore, that is pretty much manifesting but yes you have to balance your your job and your home life and uh what you are currently you know wanting to do your passion yeah just like uh just like what joanne and i are working on with uh the radio show and my reads and doing and doing all that and having that be the uh that business be the bread and butter versus actually working a normal nine to five we're actually you know manifesting our passion as say hard work and mentally manifesting it so we are actually showing that it is uh, both uh, both those concepts are two sides of the same coin so who then chris is i i don't want to say controlling 
what happens because I realize if every person's timeline is different, is there a group, maybe a human group like we see with MK Ultra, trying to take down that sort of manifestation and that sort of free will from people? Oh yes, most definitely. Uh, they see. Uh, they know uh, manifestation is powerful. They know thoughts are powerful, and people get in groups. They know it, uh, the co-creation ability is fairly powerful. Uh, so they, uh, the way they direct it is trying to derail people that are actually uh, finding all of this out. Uh, um, uh, just like we've been under attack several times by not only Draco. Uh, Agents, but you know, uh, cabal seers, um, a variety of like, like archons, uh, all of them. They're trying to manifest, you know, uh, and make our timeline more predictable so that they can control it and corral it. And we break free from that by basically determining our own destiny and we exist in our own sovereign bubble you know, outside of their, their mind control games. Uh, so that, that's basically what we, we tell people to exist in your own sovereign bubble, but not separate yourself from other people, you know, be amongst people. But so say I am a sovereign human being. I'm in my own protected bubble. I'm in my own sacred space, but I'm still one with creation. Conrad, when we bring you back in here for a sec, because when it comes to the disinformation that is out there regarding what the government does to try and control us, what they try and and do, and when we mention government, I'm talking every government of the world, okay? So if you're a believer in the whole Illuminati aspect of what's going on, the government above the voted-in governments, do you believe that they are trying to control or manifest their own type of power over people, which goes completely against the free will that we're supposedly supposed to have? Those people you're talking about are minions of a much higher control mechanism, which comes from off-world. That has been, I'd say, 90% removed now, and there's a lot of factions mopping up the ones that are left and the rest of them the minions that still are controlled, but they know that they don't have the the information anymore. They they're just repeating what they've already done, and that's not working anymore. And they're in a blind panic. So we're in the process of reinventing our reality. We're reinventing the events that are coming up in our reality. We're changing the timeline, and that's our topic: is the Mandela effect. The unexpected the unintended result of changing our timeline is that effect. But we are absolutely manifesting a new, different reality than we've had. And the proof of that is the announcements that are coming out just in the next few days that we'll be hearing. 209 countries got together 135 days ago in Paris, hidden in the the uh, global warming accord, accords. They used that in the, they were all done with the global warming part. They agreed to completely reinvent the governance and how things have been working in the past to move into a new future. And it's all written in international law very clearly. The entire, uh, well, we don't want to get too political, but the, the entire structure of all the various countries 
is actually re being removed and we're back to the new republic as it originally was before 1871 where we this country created a corporation that's been in power ever since. So our new republic is the original republic of the United States. And uh, the Federal Reserve will be history. The IRS will be history. We'll just simply have a flat tax. Governments will change. Things will open up. And while we're still looking at it sort of a, a stream, if you will, like a river coming down that was dark, that's going to fall to the wayside because of this agreement internationally. All 209 countries have agreed to in writing. It's all in treaty, and that's what will be manifesting over the next few months. Jessica, is there a difference between the experiences women have with the Mandela Effect, with timelines, comparatively to men? I, I don't think so. I think if you're in the human experience, that's it. The gender is not an issue. What maybe I, I would say, um, what might be a stronger issue is your soul and and your connectedness to um, who you were, what you've done on on the planet, what you've done in the galaxy, what you've done in the universe, what your role has been. And, and how they engage you with this. So some are very proactive in trying to assist and alleviate some of the anomalies of what's happening with the Mandela effect and some of the inconsistencies. These are the, the souls that, you know, remember how to fix things, how to adjust things like the ancient builders. Um, I'm one of those people that have one, a, a very old soul. And so I, no one really taught me a lot. It's just something I remembered. And there are others that have had different roles in different times. So uh, it's not necessarily, as I said, gender, because gender is kind of something that doesn't exist in some ways. Um, if uh, the soul is genderless, essentially, but the soul does transcend time and experiences. So um, it doesn't differentiate between whether or not you're male or female and who they would select to do a certain job. It's more of, we remember you, we know that you've done this before, can you assist or, or what is your role here at this time? So many are here at this time to assist in the process. And uh, like many that are on this panel tonight, you know, they're all contributing and trying to do something to help for the greater good of everyone else. And there are many that are listening tonight, as well as yourself, who are part of that, trying to assist the process and make it less difficult for all of us as we're going through these challenging transitions and trying to figure out why we're going through it. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's my opinion. Viking, what's the extraterrestrial connection to everything we've talked about tonight? Well, that's a great question. Because I, 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 I believe that, um, you know, we were all seeded with uh, 12 galactic races. Our DNA was seeded uh, and we made contracts to come to this planet to undergo this karmic spin, as I call it, or running the gauntlet through this 
this oppression, uh, you know, uh, through this uh, um, contrast, you know, because it's they're they're really w- wanting to bring a new vibratory resonance, unlike anything recorded in the galactic history as we know it. So, so us going through this process of the karmic spin and being able to run the gaunt, the gauntlet and, and, and to come aware of the fact that this is not who we are. We are, we are not, we are not this programming. We are not this indoctrination. We, we are, we have free will and choice to choose wisely here to be, a, be able to step away and, and, and to be able to find a core resonance of, of, of our essential being that we as a race are extremely powerful as individuals. And when we come together, as, as Conrad had pointed out, when you start to bring a coalition together, we're just unstoppable here. And it's just finding this belief and finding this, uh, this rules of engagement and how we start to discern our lives in a more positive forward motion that, that our DNA will will upgrade in a, in a quantum you know a quantum density that will be refining and defining and adding to this galactic pool so they're here you're cheering us on you know we're in we're in the 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 the, the playing field they're in the stadium cheering us on because they want us to pull through this that they're they're wanting us to find this evolution of core essence and to disentangle you know by disentangling these old paradigms will drop away. It's not to say you quit your job, you stop paying your, your bills. It's just being able to define your passion as you have, Dave. Define your core essence. To be, be able to manifest this and to share it with humanity as, as we coalesce into this new paradigm that will flourish in, in, in this utopia of magic that this planet has been de- destined to... to, uh, to uh, you know, as a format has been has been uh, uh, destined to manifest. You know, it's, it, this is a very dynamic time, and they are involved. You know, and, and we just have to just start listening and start opening up to the fact that they are there in your higher awareness. You know, information is coming down every day. You just got to start paying attention to your intuition. You validate your intuition today, tomorrow you'll get two. You know, you 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 validate. You start to trust the information that is coming. And it will get stronger. You know, phones ringing, pick up the phone. You know, the, the, you know, you will be able to be guided through your intuition and, and through your un, un understandings that are helping you to negotiate this paradox. Is that fair for everybody to try and understand? Because most people, Viking, still aren't buying into the entire extraterrestrial phenomena. Well, as is stated, not everybody is going to make it. I mean, there are people that are locked into the 3D paradigm because of their, uh, you know, their their you know their false security, and they're not willing to move move forward. There are those people on the, on on the fence that are just starting to wake up out of stasis. They're starting to come to an understanding that well, there is a greater expression. We we have choice here. We can make a difference. We can align ourselves. And be able to join in a greater force of humanity. And there are those of us that that are agents of change. That actually through our actions are changing the timelines in in a more prosperous way. And these are basically what you call 
you know, bearers of the lights, you know, light workers. So there, you know, not everybody has to be on the same page. It's a matter of just finding your, your, your coalescence. You know, you may be able to, you know, amass some base camp one, base camp two as you're ascending Mount Everest. It's not important they make it to the top. It's important that you, it's important that you find a coalition and, and to realize that not everybody's going to make it here. And that's okay because that is their choice. That is their free will. And it's not, it's not up to us to, to try to change people's lives. It's more important for, for us to get on board and to understand our part in, in this evolution. So when it comes to the extraterrestrial part, Chris, do you believe then that we are missing, for the most part, the message that they, from above, are trying to send us on this timeline? Uh, yes, in some respects, yes. Uh, I, I believe that uh, some people are indeed oblivious to their their presence and their and their message. Uh, in other cases, people misinterpret who and what they are as well. You know, we've we've said this on our show where some people are in this the stage of um, angels and demons. And somebody had asked a question on our show. Uh, why do some uh, seers only see angels and demons instead of seeing just extraterrestrials? And they're just not at that stage yet. Uh, just like I was even at that stage at one time, even though I believed in aliens, part of my brain was not making the connection. And uh, and I found out my guide Simeon, from my guide Simeon, he told me that uh, he was making that intentional to keep me protected from some of the negative forces that were out there that were more prevalent in the 90s than they were they are now. And then as time went on, uh, they started to reveal themselves more to me as what they truly were. So, yeah, there are some, some things that are being lost on, on humanity, but like, like Vikings said, sometimes it is their, their, their choice to, to stay in a certain learning expression. Uh, you know, I choose to keep, keep moving forward. It doesn't mean the next person is going to. Chris, have you ever been face-to-face with an alien? Yes, I have on several occasions, actually. Um, it, uh, it ranged from creepy to cool. Because uh, uh, it depends on the alien you run into. Uh, I've faced the greys several times. Uh, where I, There was an incident where I walked around a corner and actually saw one looking at me. Uh, there was another incident where one looked around the corner at me in our apartment. And the creepiest uh, of these particular encounters was when I was in California. And... What had taken place was I woke up to a gray with its hand around my throat and uh, uh, telepathically putting tar or black goo down my esophagus, trying to harden it in my esophagus. But my guide Simeon stepped in and got him out of there. Well, I I drank a whole lot of water. You know, I, I joke about it by saying I was like a cartoon character where I had my uh, mouth over the faucet drinking uh, out of the faucet. But uh, um, I, uh, you know, he he had me counting backwards from ten several times, basically to block out the, fa- the fact that it hurt a lot. And I sat there for about an hour, uh, you know, letting that die down. But it's like it had been hot lava that had been dumped down my throat. 
And I found out this had actually happened to several other people globally. I had read about it later on. And there was actually somebody that had died as a result of that. But, yeah, I could actually reach out and touch this. It's gray. He had me paralyzed, but not 100%. I could still move my arm to where I could feel his skin. And I could see that that I don't believe he was completely biological. I believe there was robotic components there. But he looked more or less like he was dying, like he was a, like a burn victim or something. He, uh, he of course, had the big black eyes. But uh, uh, he was there was something drastically wrong with him. Uh, genetically, or he he just looked like he like a burn victim. That's the best description I can give. And the skin felt like it was very leathery and uh, very uh, wrinkled and and uh, kind of chapped, sort of. And it, it was that was one of the creepiest uh, scenarios. Now, on the good side of the equation, um, Simeon, I've actually seen him, but this was in down this was in downtown Chicago. And I didn't look him in the face, but I did see him from behind, and he was telepathing to me that that was actually him. But he was just basically amongst the crowd of people. It was like I wasn't to make a big deal out of it. It was just that he was acknowledging that he was around me. Um, I uh, actually met uh, a guide of mine by the name of Angema, and she went by Isis in, in history. And I was even brought to what I call the backstage or the place outside of time, uh, uh, you know, where some of the, the cabal forces have gone, some of the AI forces have gone. And I was shown uh, that there were like these uh, these metallic spheres flying all over the place in the back, what I call the backstage area. And I was just told, don't say anything, don't draw attention to myself, just look out the window. This was in the middle of the night when she showed up. And I looked out the window and just saw nothing but these spheres flying around. And then uh, she brought me back into this to this particular wavelength. But uh, yeah, she, she I, if I had to judge her height, she was probably about eight feet tall and um, had darker skin and long black hair. And uh, I know there have been a couple more encounters that I've had physically, but the, the memories of them are blurred. I know I've met uh, 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 met some of my guides face to face several times, and they've told me I've had. They've just uh, taken the memory from me. So, when you were having these sightings, were you in an awakened state? Like, was it at two o'clock in the afternoon, or was this where maybe you were awakened at, in a dream state and having it spiritually happen? Uh, the uh, the one with uh, with Angema was uh, was fully awake. I was literally up and speaking to her. So the gray alien in California was in. It was it was about uh, five thirty six o'clock in the morning. The sun was up, uh, uh, coming through the window. So it was daylight. This was in, in, in daylight, and uh, the uh, all the other gray instances were. Uh, were uh, still face to face and fully awake. The, the one with Simeon, even though it felt a little more dreamlike while I was walking through downtown Chicago, it felt like I was more or less in a uh, in a hall or a temple. He had this this energy resonance that he made it so it, it seemed like time was moving slower uh, to, to where I would notice him. Like I intersected his wavelength for a little while, 
that was kind of uh, the closest thing to a dream state that it was. I was fully awake, but I was still entering his frequency enough to where uh, where he allowed me to see him. And on that note, it's time for me to wrap this up. That's three hours coming and going, just like that at the snap of a finger. I want to say thank you, Viking, Jessica, Chris, and Conrad, for being on Spaced Out Radio tonight. It was an absolute blast. Thank you on behalf of our audience. Thank you. You guys all hold on. I'm going to wrap this thing up. If you're listening in on the Space Out Radio side, you are hearing Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal, the official music of SOR. Yes, Bumblefoot rocks us in and out of every single show. And we thank Mr. B for it as well. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern time, we get back into the cryptid world to wrap up the week before I head off into the wilderness for my zen, my chi, and maybe a good Wi-Fi signal to listen in to Spaced Out Weekend. So make sure you check us out. Head to spacedoutradio.com. We're also going to be making some changes to our website. Might add a chat room in there as well. Soon. We're going to see how it goes. I want to say thank you to everyone who participated in the chat rooms and on Twitter. You guys are the best. Do me a favor. As we continue to grow, tell a friend. Tweet it out. Share it. Put it on your Facebook. And use your voice. I want to see this thing grow. And we're growing. And it's a lot of fun. But it's because of you, the listener, that helps get the message out. And you're doing a great job. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you in exactly 21 hours from now, my fellow space travelers. Have a good one. Good night. Stay in line, don't make a mistake. Where why?